0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Gaming History 101, the uh, Retro Games podcast about uh, retro games. Um, I'm one of your hosts, my name is Fred Rojas, and with me is a very special guest, worked a long time to book him, and uh, he's finally with us, is uh, none other than Rob, aka Trees.
1: What's up Rob? Yeah, the, I had to move a lot of stuff around in my schedule to get here <laughs> today, as usual. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Um very much so, and uh, and happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Uh, we started up uh, the show with something uh, wildly appropriate, and uh, for those that don't know, because of uh, rights, privileges, things like that, you're not going to get to hear it, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so... <laughs> So as I was joking about on Twitter, Rob, it's uh, Cinco de Mayo, which is um, you know Mexico celebrating their victory over France uh, way back when. But to most Americans, it's apparently Mexican Independence Day and an excuse to get drunk. So uh, how's that working out for you?
1: Uh, you know, I was invited to s- several uh, parties, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't partake in any of them. <laughs> None of them. Uh, nope. Uh. Had a nice, nice, uh, mundane weekend.
0: Yeah, I was. So, uh, I was kind of the same way spent the weekend with the daughter, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a good time. I, I will say I am indulging in the Mexican beer and I want to, <laughs> I want you to hear just now. Like I'm, I'm just starting right now, which means I'm going to yeah. pass out right after this show. But, um, listen to this, Rob, Oh, if that fresh. sounded like a can opening. That's because Mexican beer is almost predominantly in cans. Now, what the hell has happened? <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy a uh, bottle of Mexican beer anymore. It's uh, it's a little difficult out here in in the good old Kansas City.
1: You can fit more into a backpack that way when they're in cans. <laughs> None of them. around. <laughs> Apparently, is that, is that bad? Should I say that? It's all right. Don't say that.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, I uh,
1: I had a what's I I don't think that's right. What's uh El Presidente? I drank a lot of that once. That's El Presidente. Is that a yeah, El President
0: I don't think it's Mexican man. I think it's I don't um, think
1: that, I think that was a... <laughs> where did I drink a lot of that? I can't remember now for the life of me. Uh was maybe at a
0: so called Mexican restaurant. It's
1: entirely possible. But uh King, King Verde, maybe I drink a lot of <laughs> El Presidente in cans. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I cheated. I just did Corona. Everybody's got their own choices. I went in there looking for Dos Equis. That's my favorite, but uh, it wasn't just... available in bottles or cans uh, at the particular store I went to. And when you're walking in with a baby, everyone thinks you're an alcoholic anyway for entering a liquor store with a one-and-a-half-year-old. So you right. got to roll with it, right? <laughs> so... where's,
1: where's the toy aisle? You have a toy aisle in there for the kid? I'm is there, shopping. Is,
0: is there somewhere she can run around? Please, somebody come what she's supposed to do while i'm buying booze
1: um well i mean liquor stores have those cute little mini carriages you let her push those right there you go (laughs) it's like a doll carriage
0: (laughs) well and i i was thinking like they've got the uh build your own six pack but you can buy like beers individually and i was like okay i'll buy two beers real quick you know because that's i mean if i do more than two beers on the show i'm going to start showing it um and uh and no, they didn't have anything like that. I was hoping for a nice like twenty-four or even a forty of Corona. I didn't get any of that. No, and I had to buy a, a full six pack. They got me for the full seven ninety-nine cans.
1: Like, yeah, in cans. That's I've never seen Corona in cans. I, don't think. I know, right? It's awesome. There's
0: tall, skinny-ass cans too. It's eleven point two ounces, so I don't even get the full twelve. Yeah, it's I pushy. love those
1: cans. They fool you. Yeah. You ch- it's like a you're Red chugging it real quick because it's like you're drinking a Red Bull.
0: I know. I'm I'm telling myself I'm drinking a Red Bull, and this one's already half done. And I started it. Y- you heard me start it. So
1: I like the skinny beer cans. Yeah. Tall skinny bear. I like those. I seen them in Florida a long time ago when they first had them. They're like Michelob Ultra had them or something. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. in the future. Look at this.
0: <laughs> Less yeah. calories, but uh, but 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 more more beers consumed. You know.
1: Yeah. No no beer for me tonight. I just literally rolled out of bed like five minutes ago.
0: Oh, well, that's cool. Um,
1: uh, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew on well, ice.
0: Tonight we're going to be, well, that's fair. Cause I, I didn't drink all weekend. I, uh, I had the daughter. So we were playing it good plus, uh, trees and I, I, I won't talk about it on the show cause I know it's a retro podcast and we'll eventually talk about retro games, but, um, I've been playing that blood dragon. It's kind of retro and,
1: uh, sure it's good. I've been playing
0: it all weekend. It's, it's rock solid. I've, I've completely completed it 100%.
1: Awful. I- i have been for three weeks in a deep, deep, dark Monster Hunter <laughs> hole. It's taking hold see. of you. I I have it on my 3DS and my Wii U. I know it's it, everywhere. It's all I play, and I'm in a deep. And I can say that because uh, it's retro. It goes back. That series goes back. Oh, quite, yeah. a little bit. So not only that,
0: that series is just. I mean, it's just old school to begin with. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I can't, I can't, I can't get out of that Monster Hunter funk. It's all I do. Oh,
0: it's cool. Everyone's got their addiction. I mean, uh...
1: Mm. Armor sets. Yeah, ask a Call of Duty sits. player
0: if they know anything about repetition. <laughs> I know. But, know. Uh, but as I said, yes, today is uh, about uh, retro games. And today we're going to be talking about Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider recently had a reboot. Um, the uh, the teenage girl beat-em-up simulator. Um, <laughs> and I think we've both completed that game, have we not? We did. Was, yeah, yeah, I liked it. It's a good game. Yeah, it was really good. But we're not going to be talking about that game. We're no. going to be talking about the, the other fuck games. that, fuck
1: that game. new game.
0: <laughs> Talk about new games. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with the new game. You just, uh, it's a different time. It's a different time. That's right. No place to you, eh? <laughs> well, and, and, uh, surprisingly, uh, Lara, the most, um, uh, un, uh mispronounced, uh, <laughs> protagonist name, uh, probably in video game history, uh, because of her popularity, um, has all quite right. an interesting uh uh past. So digging up some research on this. I knew some of this stuff, but I had recently gotten like a history book on Tomb Raider. Believe it or not, there is such a beast. Found it awesome. at an old retro game store in Omaha, Nebraska of all places.
1: Oh less we should look.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll be doing a, a, a an article on it soon, so you guys can watch for it. But for those of you in the Omaha area, it's called Game Vault and its owner Scott. He he knows his shit. Trees, I went in there. They had a boxed, perfect, complete copy with the strategy guide and the scratch and sniff stickers and everything of Earthbound for 600 bucks.
1: Scratch and sniff snicker, stickers. Yeah. What yeah. do they smell like?
0: Um, fart. They kind of smell like, <laughs> do you remember the Ren and Stimpy comic that came yeah. out? Yeah. They smell kind of like that. On purpose? Yeah.
1: Yes. What? There's
0: a fart scratch and sniff. Yeah. Hmm. It was really cool to see, um, for, for rightful reasons, uh, he didn't open it up, you know, and, and let right. me touch it, but that's fine. I I wouldn't want someone to have touched it anyway. But but yeah, I got to see some of the stuff that was in there. He also had other stuff, like he had a loose earthbound that was much cheaper, but uh it was it was yeah. really good.
1: They're releasing uh, Earthbound on the new virtual console, Wii U.
0: I know, I know. I think he's hoping to move it before then, but
1: I you know, with
0: <laughs> well, with games like that, I really don't think that really pulls no, away weren't. a lot of their value. It didn't yeah. seem to affect a lot of the heavy hitters on um on uh, PSN and stuff, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mario RPG is a perfect example that hit Virtual Console, and no one seems to give a shit. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so um, so it was, a, it, was a, it was, a cool little shop. But he had a, uh, he had a, a, a book for. Uh, he seems to know his stuff. He likes skates that line from being a business owner and being a retro gamer, like, he's aware of it, but he doesn't think retro games are better than new games. He just really doesn't give a shit. And mm. then he looks at it from a business angle, where he'll, like, cater to your taste. Like, he tries right. to fill you out. And he's really good at that, and he can make good suggestions, because he actually does play video games. Um, but so, he, uh,
1: so you're saying he plays people like you?
0: Well, he was trying to read me, and he couldn't get a read on me, because I was <laughs> dicking around with him too much. But uh, um, But you know what he'll do? He'll, like, interrupt that conversation to go see a new customer and he won't be rude with you about it. But I like that actually. I like seeing guys who, you know, you know, the, you always think about the comic book shop owner and tumor Ra- or and in um Simpsons who's mm-hmm. like, you know, Ooh, I think I know everything. I'm the most yeah, yeah. elite person. <laughs> He's not that guy. And he will, he knows he, he has some clout with his regulars. So I saw some of his regulars while he was in there and he'll, he'll, Tell his regulars to give him a second while he helps out a new person. So if you're new to the shop and, and you're just kind of wandering mm-hmm. in there to buy your son something or, or something like that, he'll help you out right away, which was actually pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, nice. but, uh, but he had a book <laughs> on the history of Tomb Raider and he appropriately priced it at one quarter, 25 cents. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I picked that up.
1: Was it like a never-ending story They like blew the dust off of it? <laughs> yes, was dude, it was, it was
0: about as big, too. Big old pictures and everything. <laughs> uh,
1: Fred takes it home, gets under his, his covers, <laughs> opens it up.
0: Get my peanut butter sandwich, but I only stop halfway through because we still had a long way to go. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: My candlelight in the attic. <laughs> That's right. Cracking it open. <laughs> See what's in it.
0: I did it to avoid a math test. It's just the way it is, you That's know. That's right. The adventure <laughs>
1: begins. <laughs>
0: But uh, it was an interesting book, but it was written by someone in, in Great Britain. And as we'll talk about, uh, Europe really, really fucking digs their Tomb Raider, um, more so, so what, than Americans.
1: Was it the the history of everything or just the character? Was it like fiction history or was it about the, the company? No, it was
0: about the company, the development and, and Lara <sighs> and then how she delved into pop culture. Um, <clears throat> it had a little bit of... I, I, my, my guard was up to begin with when I started it, um, because, uh, it, it said, you know, like as a, as a bullet point on the cover, includes tips on how to beat one, two, and three. Um, but <laughs> it, uh, it basically covered the, the first four games, the fourth game being, uh, what was it, Last Revelation? Yes, Last Revelation and, uh, and going back um but it, it definitely delves into you know kind of her entering pop culture which was mm-hmm. um which is cool and and as a result I have a section on it tonight so um it'll nice. be cool to talk about but um but all in all I, it was worth about what I paid for it um and there's there's a lot of you know distinct love given to it the guy in you know, throws in these little snippets of, of of pictures of Lara and talking about how she is like the greatest invention that video gaming has ever seen. So he never pretends to be unbiased. Mm. <laughs> um, so, but uh, but yeah. So um, I don't know. Well, actually, um, as we've done a couple of times, I want to do a couple of pieces of video game news real quick. Nothing long mm. stemming or anything. One uh, I thought you'd be interested to know. Um, I think it was two weeks ago. Um, Fatal Frame, the original, on PS2, came out on PSN. Did it? Yeah, it's 10 bucks. You can download it and play it. Nice,
1: um, nice. I haven't been in PSN for a little bit. I, I, I told you I've been in a deep Monster Hunter hole. I haven't tried right, any of my right. other systems. But yeah, well, I you're like going to
0: th- have to play the update game, so take your time with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the um Fatal Frame. I think those are some scary games, man.
0: Well, what's interesting is the second one, um, which now you're starting to get into the more expensive games to find. Uh Second one's hitting PSN this week. So Crimson, maybe even the third one. Uh Crimson Butterfly, Crimson butterfly is the butterfly, third yeah. one. That's the big one.
1: Oh, that's, the, that's our second one, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think that's Fatal Frame 2.
0: I'll check that. Unless it was it. different
1: in Japan. I know Japan had... Dude, I, I can't remember if those were off different ones than Oz. Um. Like the, no, you're right.
0: Th- Crimson Butterfly is the second one. So Crimson okay. Butterfly is the one that comes out this week. So, oh, yeah. fuck that game, man. I, That's I, I the one you had to game. put down, right? You had to walk I, away from it.
1: <laughs> I returned it. You know, at the time, I think when I played it, I played it late on. on uh, you know, I, I kind of played it mm-hmm. late in its cycle, and I think the controls were a little wacky. Yeah, you, know, you play those old fixed camera games now on the PS2, and it's like your brain can't handle them. <laughs> the they did, you know, when you. Uh-huh. I, I, I recently popped in the original um, Resident Evil.
2: Oh cause yeah, because I, ha- I have the old
1: PS1 box, you know, game. Mm-hmm. Main, fucking horrible. Oh, you have got the the, har- the large box where it looks like yes.
2: Chris
0: Redfield is being possessed.
1: Yeah, it's it's mm. and um, that's <laughs> rough, man. Trying to your brain trying to wrap around those controls again, and yeah, I think and Butterfly. You know they they controlled sort of like that and uh yeah and it's just creepy man, it's a creepy game.
0: Yeah, they released um a remake of that on the Wii in Japan. That's yep, and uh, it did come out I believe. It's called Resident or er, Resident Evil. It's called uh, Fatal Frame Zero, and uh, they also released it uh, in UK. Um, and I I have a I have a a, a Wii that if you're in progressive scan mode. Um doesn't distinguish between NTSC and PAL, so you can play it mm. on an uh, on an American TV. Um, but that fucking game was like a hundred dollars, and I was yeah. like, I already have the PS2 game. I don't having never played it. I can't mm. I can't justify this price. Right. I was <laughs> just so
1: wish owned it. I wish I didn't return it. But
0: well, now you can for nine ninety nine in digital format.
1: <laughs> I, I just want to. I, I I I just want to remember hearing stuff like Steven Spielberg had bought the rights to that name of that series to make a movie or something. He
0: there's very a, well might have.
1: There's something a long time ago that someone bought the rights to that. No one ever made a movie. Well, see,
0: Battle Frame 4 came out in Japan, but not in America. And that is the one reason, one of the biggest reasons I picked up a Japanese Wii. So I do have uh, my Japanese Wii that's modded to allow UK games, but not American games for some reason. Mm. Um, it was pre-modded before I got it. Like, I didn't know it, it worked. It just, I tried it and it worked. Um, but uh, but it does have the the English patch, because I guess the English patch, you don't have to mod the console. You just put it on like a memory card or something and, mm. and load it up. But anyway, i have not played it though. Cause obviously I mm-hmm. won't play them in order, but, uh, yeah. So that's one. The other thing is, uh, trees, they, uh, Duke Nukem forever mm-hmm. game with the sorted past, uh, was, uh, was demoed many times, uh, before it actually came out. And one of the first times was in 2001 E3. Uh, mm-hmm. they demoed it running an updated version of the Duke Nukem 3d engine. And, uh, if you beat Duke Nukem Forever, you unlock a video of this, where he's kind of in a western town and, and running through, and it's very patriotic right. and things like that. Uh, well, uh, somebody has uh, recreated that entire demo, all five levels, that was playing there. Um, somehow he must have gotten the source code. He recreated the whole thing in Duke Nukem 3D's engine, and it's free, and it's on the internet. So if you look up Duke Nukem Forever in Duke 3D, you can download it. The one thing you will need, though, is you need the group file, the duke3d.grp file from Duke Nukem 3D, which you can get by buying it on good old games or if you get your hands on a disc copy or something like that, you can do it. Um But I've gotten it. I've booted it up. It works, Um and mm-hmm. uh, I'll be playing through that and reviewing it on Gaming History 101 or talking about it at least. But that's available. Uh That's something I always like because, you know, I mean – uh Duke Nukem Forever wasn't great and we didn't expect it to be, but uh, you know, you see some of these other versions of it and you're like, wonder what, what would have happened if that had come out. So
1: mm-hmm. I never got into the whole Duke Nukem craze. I wasn't you know. a PC gamer, so with the first one was like a big deal. hmm Like that was just something I sort of seen <laughs> through from a distance, like looking through a window. Like I never I wasn't around like uh right? the craze of Duke Nukem. <laughs> you know, I just knew he spouted off a bunch of lines like Ash from Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, Ash remember. from Evil
0: Dead, and um, They Live were the other ones that all his lines came from. Like, and I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your throat. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Strippers and pig cops. Like that's all I remember mm-hmm. from the or, like the big deal. With the original.
0: Well, it's funny because if you play Duke Nukem Forever, that's still what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when this new, the new one was came out, the little craze, which I heard wasn't that bad.
0: It's the, not. I I didn't think it was that bad. Load right. times were. Horrible, but other than that,
1: I heard it was entertaining and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, it's like I never, I never was like, like, oh my god, <laughs> finally. This is <laughs> like what? What is it? All right. I paid a
0: whopping five bucks for it, brand new at GameStop. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah.
1: You didn't get the the edition that came with the bust. Of, uh, I did actually.
0: Oh. Um, it's funny how how you mentioned that. I uh, that was available on Amazon for fifteen bucks on the PC. So I bought the 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 Balls of Steel edition to get the bust and all the fun shit for fifteen bucks. Then paid another five dollars for the PS3 version at GameStop, and together they make one uh, complete <laughs> collector's edition what if who, what if for twenty
1: pre-order, Who pre-ordered that?
0: Probably the same what? idiot like me who pre-ordered and purchased the special edition of Aliens Colonial Marines. I bought that too. Oh, for a hundred bucks.
1: You get a little load lifter, man. Yes, I do. I have it. Oh, that's, that's pretty mm-hmm. sweet, though.
0: Yeah, on, on my YouTube page, I've got me uh, unboxing that, um, showing it off. It's not bad. It's it's decent build quality for it. Um, you know, they totally screw me though because uh, I think tomorrow or today, they started selling um, the Alien as like a a, a seven inch statuette mm-hmm. for like ten bucks on their website.
1: <laughs> They got a surplus plus of them. So,
0: <laughs> like, it's not the one from the collector's edition. That's still right. limited. But it was just like a fuck you because it's like you can buy a statue for ten bucks that's just, you know, a stand-up version of the alien, which is all I really want. But it is cool to see, you know, like, it's, you know, it's not the queen. It's the, the hunter version, the regular, you know, mm-hmm. version attacking some guy in a power loader. But it's still close enough. It still looks from a distance like that pivotal moment um, <laughs> from Aliens. So, you know, I lied to myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right, well, we're 19 minutes in, so we may as well uh, <laughs> jump into the <this> shit.
1: Um, <laughs> Get a warm-up. Get a warm-up, I just woke up. I know, right? I'm wiping What's the cool? crust out of my eyes. <laughs> we're, we're,
0: yeah, we're doing the, we're doing the, uh, the stretches before the, the workout. Sorry, out, so. calisthenics. Too Here we go, and things. I don't know how long this is going to go. Uh, as we'll talk about this, how many of the Tomb Raider games have you played? Like, especially the older ones.
1: I've played the first two Okay. Some of the third, skip mm-hmm. the rest because by actually by actually by the end of the first one you had enough of Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. And then and we'll uh we'll talk about that. And uh actually it's like and I've revisited it not long ago, just like uh the Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So we you know, we can get into that. And then obviously the brand new one I've i played but we're not talking about that. Right. One.
0: Right, right. But, I, but, but, but Crystal Dynamics, I, who does the new one, is, is definitely um, you know kind of the second generation of, of Tomb Raider, brought it back.
1: Let, so. let me let me say this about Tomb Raider right up front. I'm on board. I like the idea of Tomb Raider. I like the vibe of Tomb Raider. Maybe yeah. all the games didn't convey it properly. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Well, there's some
0: good reasons actually. Once I did my research, I was surprised to find out. But, oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, I liked it. I like what Tomb Raider became and represented and stuff. Like, I dig that. I'm all about it. And I'm, I'm happy, even though I didn't dig all the games, or I, I don't think they held up. But I, I like the brand. Like, I like that she ha- is still around, and the name's mm-hmm. still around, you know? Because there's not not many games from, at least my era of, um, well, I should say the, PlayStation, the first PlayStation era, but that era of 3D gaming, not a lot of, like, things become iconic. Right. So it's kind of cool that, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of neat that she survived. She, she should have died
0: early Um, 3d. Didn't yeah. Do that. Well, and Tomb Raider kind of ushered it in. Um,
1: and, and, uh, yeah, the way those games went, like this franchise should have died out, but it's good to see (laughs) that the, that sort of persona, like sort of couldn't be killed, you know?
0: Yeah. There. And, and I'd say she joins the ranks of like the other two games that kind of, you know kind of ushered out and st- stood forward in the in the PS1 era and have managed to go modern um, one of those being Metal Gear Solid although it hit a lot more critical praise than I think Tomb Raider probably did mm. moving forward like people tended to like the sequels where we'll talk about this but Tomb Raider didn't really have that that experience and then there's obviously Resident Evil which uh, had more of the same um, and,
1: I, and I and I think I think Resident Evil's been limping for a long time, <laughs> yes. Like I don't think that's a series that should be prev- still going. Like I don't think they've done a good job, besides from four. Of, no, of, keep no. Of, of being faithful or, or at least respectful to that series of what it, where it came from. They just keep shitting on everybody. <laughs> People keep saying they dig it, but um, true. You know, the but with Tomb Raider, like like the reboot of Tomb Raider, is great. So I'm I'm happy that Tomb Raider is gonna. Going, I hope it keeps going. It should. I'm pretty sure it will. I think the the new reboot did good enough that they will they will keep going with it. So well,
0: uh, yeah, and, and we won't get into it. But the controversy being that Square, um, who formerly was part of IDOS because of an Enix merger mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff, um, you know, is in charge of this. But Square has been making a really bad decisions in that they've they've done shit for their Final Fantasy stuff. Mm. And so they've expected way too much of um, IDOs, which are really the only money makers for them right mm. now. Um, and you hear stuff like, you know, Hitman moving three in a, three 3.6 million is, is pathetic in their not, eyes not, and it doesn't yeah, not, meet not goals. 3.4 million on Tomb Raider or 2 million on Sleeping Dogs. If you had told me Sleepy Dogs was going to move 2 <laughs> million units, I'd have laughed in your goddamn face before it released. Um, yeah. So, and, and, you know, and they, they always say this is like, you know, poor performance on the American side, but, you know, they don't talk about like, oh, I don't know, Final Fantasy fourteen and the, the money siphon that it's been screwing its investors out of for so long. because mm-hmm. It's not even out. But, um, but anyway, this isn't about that. Um, uh, we could, I could go on all day about companies mismanaging themselves on properties, but yeah, yeah, I, I would hope that this keeps going. And, and again, if, if Enix can't, if Square Enix can't do it, um, I'm sure plenty of publishers will pick this up, but yeah. there's no talk of that. I wouldn't worry about it. I would say you mm-hmm. can almost be assured that that sequel is already being made as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and, and I did get the final hours as part of like a uh, a bonus um, for that the the new game, and mm-hmm. in it they have some stuff about the original game. So mm-hmm. um, my research is pulled from a lot of different sources today. Um, a lot of book reading though for Lara Croft, uh, just like the character herself. Um, you know, it's more traditional research, which is probably why a lot of people have a hard time finding out some of the stuff about this, this series. Um, so, uh, well, let's kick it off. So, um, uh, Tomb Raider and Lara Croft are the brainchild of, uh, Core Designs based out of Derby, England. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, company, um... Established itself, uh, in 1988, uh, Chris Shrigley, Andy Green, Rob Toon, Terry Lloyd, Simon Phillips, David Pribmore, Jeremy Heath Smith, and Greg Holmes, all former uh, employees of uh, Gremlin Graphics, got together and made this game. They were purchased by IDOS, um, which was a subsidiary in Europe of Enix. Um, and they made some games early on, um, trees like, uh, BC Racers, huh? BC Racers, not bad. Chuck Rock, <laughs> not bad. Chuck Rock, huh? <laughs> I'm reaching here. Hook, don't know which version of Hook, but they made a version of I had Hook. This,
1: I had the Sega CD version. That might, I don't know. That was Sony though.
0: Yeah, that was the good version. That was the well, it wasn't well, that, that good, but it was the had, better version. Clips of the um,
1: movie, which I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that says.
0: Um, and Wonder Dog, Wonder Dog on the Sega CD. That was a re- that was actually a good game. So yeah,
1: I like Wonder Dog.
0: Yeah. Um so he did some cool stuff. But uh definitely um the the core of uh, of IDOS or of uh, not the core of core um comes out when um when uh one of the owners of uh core designs, uh Toby Gard comes up with um the idea for Tomb Raider. Um it was it was announced in nineteen ninety three at uh um at a CES and uh didn't release until, as we all know, um October of 1996 um it came out about a month after the N64 and we'll talk about this in a minute we talk about the game but uh, it came out right after Mario 64 which was interesting because prior to Mario 64 these fully realized um environments and and 3D moving cameras and and platforming and all this stuff wasn't really heard of and then with mm-hmm. both Tomb Raider and Mario 64 you get kind of like two very good examples of how these can be done um uh, but, uh, yeah. Now it's in 93. The game had a development cycle of 18 months, which is extremely long for that time. Most games were taking about 8 to 12 months to come out. I think we talked about it on the Crash Bandicoot Game Club, uh, trees. Um, you know, Crash Bandicoot was made in like 8 months. Mm-hmm. So, uh, start to finish. So, um, but there was a lot of game here. Uh, a lot yeah. of people don't talk about it, but Tomb Raider is a long game, especially by- It is. The PS One standards. Um, what would you say? Eight to twelve hours, maybe, depending on how quick you are with it.
1: Yeah, depending on how you play it. it and you also got to remember, like, this was a game that um, ushered in 3D graphics. Yeah, I mean, you, it, it's it's weird to it's say it now. Like, it's before. like, how do you explain it to someone who grew up? You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. grew up in the PS Two era. At this point, some like, people listening, but it's like this was like this was um, before you know, before finding everything out on the internet and here's a game where people were lined up. Like I remember being in line to, to buy it at electronics boutique back in the day.
0: Yeah. Oh, you be, yeah. Yeah. And it was or just babbages. <laughs>
1: And Yeah. And that's from word. That was from like word of mouth. And it was like, yeah. So the games like this were like, I don't know. I can't remember how long it was, but it seemed like you played them forever.
0: Oh yeah, it's, especially it's tomb, tomb Raider. Long, you
1: would, yeah, you were just like, "This is like, this is unbelievable." You know what I mean? Well, cause,
0: yeah, because rooms are, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the game. But the rooms are like puzzle rooms. There's, it's not as linear action game right. as people think, and uh, as a result, um, uh, you know, um, the Tomb Raider game. You know, can take some time. And there's like 30-something levels, 32 levels, I think. And each one can take you 20 to 40 minutes. I mean, it it adds up.
2: Like, Um, you
1: you watch the opening cinema for the original Tomb Raider, where the wolves come at her. mm -hmm. She shoots with her two guns. Yeah. Like, you look at that now, and it looks like a test screen for cinema. Like, it looks like someone messing (laughs) around with a 3D program. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like fucking Legos or something. It's terrible. But back then, you were like... you. You do not even seen that. You, you were going from Super NES era crap mm-hmm. to, like, this, this 3D stuff. and uh.
0: Oh, most definitely. Well, and people don't talk about it, but uh, the DualShock wasn't out yet. You weren't moving the second camera with a, a second stick. No, no. We didn't know how to do that. I think it was L2 and R2, wasn't it, that, like, rotated it or something? Yeah. It, it would auto-lock. You could do a couple of different tricks. I forget the original controls, because I haven't played the original original in a long mm. time. But, um...
1: And, and yeah, and it's, it's funny because it, my memories of the playing this game with my, my friends, you know, at the time was like, this is incredible, but like, well, Yeah, I mean, I've, it really was, I've gone back and checked it out recently within the last six months. And it is a nightmare. It is a brown, <laughs> it's rough, pixelated mess. I'm like, I can't even tell what ledges are, but what I'm gra- like, how did I play? How do you think this was great? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. The first one holds a special place. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. see it now. If you showed somebody this now, the first one to just be like, I don't get how this ever caught
0: on well and there's yeah there's there's some ways we can do that um real quick I'm going to take a step back and we'll talk about how it was made so do you know about the origins of Lara Croft and how Tomb Raider came about aside from like Sony was like make a fucking game and Sony wasn't the one who did it actually Sega is the reason that um, this was all started um it was announced in 93 as a Saturn title that's right Um, well, I think it was announced originally as a 32X title, because no one knew that was going to fucking tank, you know?
1: <laughs> now, there is, it, there is a Saturn version, right? The first one did come out on the, Saturn. The
0: first one too. came out first on Saturn. Okay. Um, yeah, the game originally came out on Saturn. It is a Saturn game through and through. It got ported to PS1 a few months later, and obviously that's where it found its um, its popularity. And as we'll talk about, the subsequent sequels will be ostracized from the Saturn. Uh, now, but, uh,
1: I've never seen the Saturn version, have you? I own it. Does it look better the than same. the PS One, or is it no? Look the it same? looks the same. Because Saturn, uh, Saturn wasn't meant for that either, right?
0: No, Saturn was especially not meant for it's it. Um, yeah. Saturn didn't have 3D in mind. It was, it was. That's why it's, a, it's a much better 2D system mm-hmm. than it is a 3D system, and uh, the polygons are made with uh, squares instead of triangles. Um, yeah which accounts for her boobs being a little rounder although if you can tell what is boob and what is background better for you um i yeah, can't the, it's a how, fucking mess
1: how she ever became a sex symbol <laughs> from the from that era is well, a, that that's people. a lot of nerds imagination there
0: People see the box design and not, um, what, what is actually on the screen. Look up some screenshots. It's, it's absolutely hilarious, but, um. Her
1: face is rough. The butterfist.
0: <laughs> it doesn't change. I mean, even in legends, she's a little rough around the edges, but, um, but real quick, uh, into development before we talk about the release. Uh, Lara Croft was not the initial protagonist, um, Neither was her name, Lara Croft. Uh, originally, she was a placeholder for who should have been a male protagonist, right? Because men get things done and, and women just are placeholders. Um, but uh, that was a joke. Um, I, but, <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> but they did not talk about who the character design they were working on was. But I know it was supposed to be a male protagonist. Um, but then uh, throughout development, Core uh, made the decision that they would evolve around um, action titles that just kind of like – You know rushed into it and instead would make a game that was more based around uh, crafty movements stealth and puzzle solving Um, as a result they felt a female character would be better suited for these needs on a side note. Uh, many times, uh, Toby guard was quoted as saying, well, in addition, we, we knew you were going to be looking at the, I think he's nice enough to say behind, but I'm going to say ass in this case, we knew you were going to be staring at the character's ass the whole time. So if you're going to stare at someone's ass, it may as well be a nice looking ass. So we made it a, a nice, you know, tight females, but yeah, you know, all, all um, f- all five polygons of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's actually made up of like 230 yeah. or something in the first one, which is really funny. Um, because, uh, you wouldn't know it by watching this. <laughs> uh, watching gameplay footage, but, um, but yeah, uh, so that was how they decided to, uh, make Lara, you know, make a female protagonist. And originally, she was, uh, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, she was Laura Cruz. <laughs> she was Latino. Um, it. or, or Hispanic, possibly, which are two different things. Um, and, uh, and then they started writing her background. <laughs> and when they were writing her background, they decided that she would be British and have personalities akin to Indiana Jones. And they decided that since they've now taken a new direction with her and they weren't going to make her Hispanic in any way, shape, or form, they should probably change her name. So they made her, um, uh, you know, relatively, um, popular, um, style British name, Lara Croft. Um, Originally, she was supposed to be a militant, militant kind of hyper-aggressive female. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided that also wouldn't work too well for her caricature. So they swapped her over to a more, um, prim and fine, uh, uh, you know, uh, proper lady of, of British culture. Um, and that's where, you know, her accent and, and kind of the way she handles things are. But, but she can get down, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. If you played the first game, or really the whole series, um, she has a body count of innocent animals that would just make Peta cry. Yeah. Um. In her way. <laughs> so, um, now this is a side note I put in, but we kind of talked about it. It's rarely discussed except with a wink and a nod. But it's no shock that Croft was clearly made for the song for strong sexual appeal mm-hmm. um, amidst the young teenage boys. Um, That she was designed to uh, cater to. Um, Again, you joke about it. And you're right. Um, There's nothing sexy about Lara. I couldn't see myself. While I'm playing the game proper. Being even remotely titillated. By her appearance. Mm -hmm. But then when you see. like, Like the box art. Yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily the PS1 box art or the Saturn box art because they are pretty much identical. But, like, you see those pre-rendered stuff that was probably part of promotioning and marketing materials. Any videos of her commercials, things like that. Yeah. I mean, she's clearly sexualized down to, you know, she has ridiculous um, – I, I mean, I guess it's entirely possible somebody who's listening to this has never seen her before. But um, – She has just incredibly large boobs that uh, were hilarious on the the PS1 era because they were, like, pointy. Mm -hmm. So she had, like, Madonna's Vogue boobs. Uh, (laughs) They were sharper than tacks. And and then she had, um, you know, just kind of this really big round, like, bubble butt and everything like that. And then she had a waist that was, like, six inches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You
1: know? Yeah, I mean, you would see... um... You would see, like, the you know what you're looking at, right, on screen. But then you'd see, like, people's fan art. And you'd be like, are you playing the same game? Yeah. What are you guys looking at? <laughs>
0: yeah. Where did this come from? Um, yeah. I remember a buddy of mine turning to me and saying with uh, Tomb Raider 2, dude, she's in a wetsuit in, in the sequel. <laughs> you're like hunting sharks and shit, because um, there's Lara going and finding an endangered species and, yeah. and obliterating it. I just, but um,
1: I just put a picture in the chat. That's, that's oh, what, <laughs> what people—that's what they're seeing somehow.
0: Yes, and that's not what she looked like. No. <laughs> I mean, technically, it is what she looked like, but no. Um, and uh,
1: and they were like, "Yeah, she's
0: gonna have a wetsuit on, and it's gonna like kind of ride up on her butt." And I was like, "Dude, first of all, you're talking about a video game character, which." You know, to a certain extent, I'm not really going to judge that. But second of all, you're talking about like <laughs> yeah. PlayStation One graphics. They weren't really anything. It was kind of like Atari. There was mm. a certain degree of like imagination that had to go into it. So if they were gonna, you know, y- you know, block off one or two pixels to like give her this, you know, mm. pseudo wetsuit look, I didn't give a shit less. No. Yeah, um, no yeah. You know, again, the idea it was it was very much the idea of Lara versus the reality of Lara um that distinguished itself. But uh but yeah, I mean we'll talk about the game briefly. In the original game, um, you know, we we meet Lara and, and she's in New Mexico and she's going your your first uh your first kind of uh mission is to go into uh it's funny 'cause you're you're in, in New Mexico, um, but uh but uh you know, it's just like a cutscene and then you end up uh in uh in was it in Calcutta. You end up somewhere and you're in this like kind of snowy mm-hmm. mountainside with your maybe that was in New Mexico, but I doubt it. I don't know. the it, it's not that important, but uh but basically throughout the game you're you're going and hunting down a uh a specific um artifact as you are in, in all of them. Um Trying to remember what it was, what it was. You'd think I would have looked that up. The Scion, the, uh, the Sun Scion or whatever that, uh, is the first thing she's looking for. And of course, uh, like Indiana Jones, they, they set up everything much like Raiders of the Lost Ark. She has her, uh, the guy who, uh, she's fighting against, um, her, her, uh, uh, Pierre Dupont, um, <laughs> to, uh, to kind of fight him, um, and, is that who you, anyway, she's got her, her antagonist who's, mm-hmm. who's fighting against her. It's her Belloc. I know more about Indiana Jones than I do about Lara Croft's, uh, specific names. Um, and, and you do, you, you raid a bunch of tombs and, uh, in search for this and you'll eventually find it. Spoilers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so that's, uh, that's the beginning of it. Um, again, the, like, like Trees and I are talking about the game, um, the game very much uh, focused on large open areas, but it was surprisingly linear. You know, you're in this wide open room, but it's just kind of forcing you into these little platforming motifs, like mm-hmm. climbing a, a a bridge or climbing along this ledge and stuff like that. You're kind of moving around the room to eventually get up to the topmost part where you enter a new room, you know, and that's that's kind of how it works. It's not really open exploration or anything, right. although there are hidden things throughout the levels. Um, some very well hidden, uh, collecting everything in that game has it, to be a bitch.
1: It, if no one's ever played the original, but they've played like the reboot of Prince of Persia on the Xbox, it was mm-hmm. almost like that. You'd enter a room. It would sort of give you a, a view of the room. Yes. And be like, get out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think your co-host Rob hates that where it pans the room and they're like, this is how you do it. Yeah. Get out. <laughs>
1: now go do it. See, broken ledges. You might need those. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and she did. She she ran along ropes, lots of leaps. They had some dramatics. Remember how she would do that really long leap? That's one thing a lot of people don't talk about. Momentum was a big part of this. So you'd always go to the edge of the Remember this? The the edge of the ledge and then you take a jump back and then you mm-hmm. run forward and leap it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes she would have to reach her arms out and she'd almost fall. You know, it was a big drama, but she'd make it. Mm-hmm. Um that was a big deal. And then if you held, I think, X as you press up. She'll do that kind of into the into the handstand and yeah. then do the the rotating feet.
1: That's right. And, then, you know, there was a lot of, um, at least for me as a gamer, because, you know, adventure games and stuff like that, I really, you know, I, like I said, I never had a PC and stuff. So I, I don't know if there was games like this, but this was the first time for me anyways that I've ever seen puzzles like that. Like this, in, for me, this introduced the pulling levers.
2: Mm-hmm. Very type much so. type of
1: puzzle dynamic that is in everything now. Pushing something, pulling a lever, <laughs> sticking. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, like Resident Evil is just like, oh, an eagle, an eagle shape. What do what goes in there?
0: Well, Resident Evil was kind of dick, right? Remember how you couldn't find the wolf forever, and you found out that that book you had, you had to just turn it sideways while looking at it, and it yeah. would open up.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Tomb this Raider, was a little more upfront. Tomb Raider was like that too. It's like, oh, put this in there put that shape in there, pull this lever. Like, but th- for me, that was the first time that I sort of encountered puzzles like that in the game.
0: Right. Well, and it had the the timing puzzles, remember? Like all of them. It was everything Brutal. that makes you kind of like, you know, just like, ugh. And nowadays, like they did all of those. Like you pulled a lever and then they were like, great, you've got 40 seconds. Find the other one and solve that puzzle.
1: And ag- <laughs> And again, looking at that game now, the way it looks, it's mm-hmm. like, oof, I don't know how we oh, did any yeah. of it.
0: No, no, cause everything looks the same. Yeah,
1: it's just a big brown mess.
0: <laughs> uh, one thing that's very interesting about the game is, uh, about halfway through, you find the lost world. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And it goes real insane. Uh, you, you stop fighting dogs and, and wolves and panthers and cougars and, Bats. <laughs> remember Bats were in every... <laughs> I,
1: I can't remember.
0: She's a Kimbo style, too, so she's got the two guns and a uh, really sad lock-on mechanic, but it worked out okay. But yeah, Bats. Bats would be mm-hmm. the
1: bane of your existence. Um,
0: And uh, and eventually you get to the point where you're fighting raptors. Remember raptors? Just there's, start
1: showing up. T-Rex around this. So and then the
0: T-Rex. Remember the oh shit with the T-Rex? Here? Mm-hmm. And and there's like no draw distance in the original. Plus the T-Rex looks kind of like a like a Gallimima. <laughs> it kind of doesn't look, it's not a menacing T-Rex. The T-Rex in Dino Crisis, for example, mm-hmm. I recently retouched that because I found an import copy, Rob, at that, uh, at that same video game store I was talking about. I, I found an import copy of uh, Dino Crisis and it's he great. had it for like, for like 10 bucks or something. I had to pick it up.
1: It's a good move. It's a to- good uh, game.
0: Well, in the box art, so much cooler on the Japanese one. It's it, like it always is. You know, it's got like the raptor claw coming mm-hmm. out of the darkness and the, 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 the T-Rex is on the disc itself. And then it's this beautiful, thick, glossy, <laughs> feels like you can't even tear it instruction manual that's in full color. So much better. I, I had to pull out our American one and compare it. It was so much better.
1: Was that um, the one, was that the game that had the sleeping T-Rex?
0: Yes, there, you, just, your, you, you had to walk past the sleeping T Rex in the God. center console. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> his, his head's like sticking through a window. <laughs> you <Yeah, he> just <laughs> gotta like just, sneak past yeah, it. wake up. That's a good game. But, but,
1: but yeah, yeah, people played the reboot of Tomb Raider recently, the new one. Um, You know, the, some complaints were just like the supernatural part of it. You know, they're just like, oh, it and like, it's, like, it's yeah. And eagle. I heard
0: you talking about that. They've always been there. Yeah,
1: and they don't realize if you have a played the original that it's always been wacky look you're lucky you didn't get dinosaurs in the new one
0: yeah beyond the dinosaurs which i'm hoping for the second one Mm -hmm. um i was playing again i was playing blood dragon and there's uh there the blood dragons themselves are kind of like t-rexes and as i'm driving in a jeep going up and down the given trails looking for them i'm like holy shit this is kind of like jurassic park you know we're almost to the game that i wanted yeah (laughs) but we're not there yet Mm -hmm. um but uh
1: I also remember in the original Tomb Raider, the Midas room. There's a Midas room and there's a big Midas statue. Don't touch it. Yeah, it's one of the little. That's
0: we should talk about that. So um, uh, another complaint about the new one is all the horrible ways Lara can die, and those have always been in the series. Yeah, you just couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah, you just just couldn't see it. It's not violent, but shit, (laughs) she
1: she bit it in some bad ways. She fell on spikes back then.
0: Um she also didn't die from large heights, did she? I think she got hurt, but she didn't die because um, huh. that's another thing when some rooms you could fall and plummet. Down to the bottom, and then instead of dying and restarting a checkpoint, you'd have to literally climb your way are back you, up from are the you bottom. sure she didn't die? I I, she might have died. I
1: swear I remember some, like, crippling, like, well, yeah, huge
0: rooms. And and uh, the sound of the smacking has always been very accurate. I swear she would crush her. Body just she, she would fall, I think sometimes.
1: <laughs> Could be wrong. It
0: predates the ragdoll, but. Uh, <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's true. You didn't have cinemas of her dying, per se. No,
0: but it was she, still brutal hits. And then like the Midas, like what a horrible way to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, she just turned the gold and tip over. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler for a twenty year old game.
0: <laughs> but uh and then the end, uh, you fight uh who was that that sun god or something. Remember, he's in half. He's cut in half, or it's like his upper torso.
1: I can't rem- remember. I honestly yeah, well, not remember fully. So
0: there's mysticism in, in the whole game. Yes. Um but uh But yeah, so so that was the original Tomb Raider. Now there are some uh, big parts about this. Obviously, um, uh, you know the the game came out on the Saturn first. It was through and through a Saturn game. Um, Did not do very well. Did not uh, review very well. Then it hit on the PlayStation. Did extremely well. Reviewed extremely well. Um, for example, well for for comparison, uh, in 1996, IDOS recorded. Um, 2.6 million in losses 1997 they had 14.5 million in profit for that year and most people attribute that to 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 tomb raider um furthermore it got a greatest hits version on playstation those are for mm-hmm. I think those were for games that sold more than a hundred thousand copies the the bar was a little lower before mm-hmm. um, but obviously it was 20 bucks then um some of the games that hit that, uh, that, that definitely deserved it, were like, um, you know, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, um, Fear Effect, um, obviously Symphony of the Night, um, Metal Gear Solid, you know, lots of big games. Crash Bandicoot. Yes, Crash Bandicoot did get <laughs> the, uh, yes. Um, now, one thing people don't talk about is the save function on Saturn and PlayStation was abhorrent. Do you remember how you saved? Oh, uh, remind me. When you got to certain areas of, like, cut scenes and or the end of a level, it would allow you to save. That's, Other than yes, that, yes, you yes. had to quit when you beat the level. So imagine getting stuck on a rough puzzle and you have to beat it or you can't quit. Mm-hmm. Technically, you can quit, but yeah. Um, they did re-release it on Windows. Um, got a version called... Uh, uh, well, there was Tomb Raider Gold, The Shadow of the Cat... <laughs> um, it was also known as unfinished business in Europe, which is probably a better way to talk about it. Yeah. Um, gave you, uh, gave you two, uh, two chapters, return to Egypt and temple of the cat, uh, which were extremely hard and, uh, and add ons. So, uh, so those were available. Um, gold is the version that you would buy if you buy it. good old games right now. So if you're a PC player, that's the version you can get. Um, and, uh. And all in all, I mean, this this started something very large for Tomb Raider. They they had a hit on their hands, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it had a proprietary Tomb Raider engine, known as appropriately the Tomb Raider engine, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and and so they had everything they needed for a success. And uh, we'll see sequels will come abound mm-hmm. while they try to milk this for all it's worth. I should point out you can save anywhere on the PC version, yeah.
1: so. You said it right. Milk it for, for all it's worth. Oh, they squeezed this. Lara Croft was the best invention for them back then, right? Yes. The first game was popular because it was something we've never seen before. And it had the Mm -hmm. Lara Croft spin. My opinion after the first Tomb Raider is not so high of the Tomb Raider games. Mm -hmm. But that Lara Croft, like, they knew what they were doing back then. I mean, again. No, it was a. I mean, they picked. You know, they, they picked a real-life real, a real spokesmodel to portray her, mm-hmm. and they flooded, you know, magazines. And wasn't she, like, the first she, – she was, like, the first video game character, in my opinion, besides something like Mario. But even back then, the hit sort of, like, mainstream, where people knew oh, who yeah. she was. I mean, she was in magazines. They gave her fake billboards.
0: What's interesting is this doesn't hit till Tomb Raider 3, but we can talk about it now. Yeah, she doesn't enter really into pop culture until um, Tomb Raider 3, but we'll talk about it now. Yeah, Lara, by 1998, when Tomb Raider 3 was coming out, she was huge. Mm-hmm. Top Cow had integrated her into the Witchblade series and then eventually um, gave her her own series. Mm-hmm. Um, the artist who wrote for that did a, a, um, a comic book called Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are familiar with Tank Girl. Even yep. She even got like a B film um, that was really bad. But Tank Girl was a pretty good series uh, for if you're into that alternative kind of indie comic scene. That, um,
1: the the guy who did Tank Girl does the gorillas. And, oh, really? Yeah. That's, just, that's He
0: does the gorillas art. Yeah. yeah now that same, you say that. Yeah, yes, I see style. that. Yeah. And so imagine like, I mean, it worked very well as a comic. I never really read. You know, much like everything else, I didn't read it for the same reason I didn't read the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. comic. I kind of like to keep my video games and my comics separate. Um, this would – 1988 would also be the year that, yeah, she gets into, like, Time Magazine. Um yeah, but even – She gets a, a spread in Playboy where she does not show nudity, but she's there. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, yeah, even but, – but even after Tomb Raider 1, I mean, she was being discussed as a female oh, yes. protagonist – in a game, I mean, they they were pushing the female character angle.
0: Well, and feminist groups didn't know what to do with her. They didn't right. know whether to love her or hate they didn't her. Know like it was, was great that she was in a game, yeah, but they, she was hypersexualized right. and big boobs and they all were, that. Yeah, they were
1: like, is she empowering women or is she being sexualized and being? You know, no one knew. Right, no one knew. What this- but it
0: was, it was one of the first times where, since Mario, a video game character had kind of really, like you said, kind of penetrated the pop culture. Exactly. You didn't have to be into video games to know who Lara Croft was yeah. at all. And,
1: and um, they knew what they were
0: doing. Yeah, the marketers definitely knew yeah. what they were doing, and IDOS was quick to wrap their paws around her and and take. Con- it's interesting. They they take control of how she is representative it it almost feels like she has an agent Mm -hmm. this virtual character has an agent now that's in charge of what she says does and acts Mm -hmm. you know it's very interesting um her being british i think helps a little bit but you know and and a lot of people would argue that ushers in this new female protagonist thing now jill in resident evil to a certain extent helps that along but let's not forget that jill's mission in resident evil is easier Mm -hmm. than chris's um she is seen as the easy version. Um, she's the I, intro version. <laughs> and I
1: and I still don't even agree with that uh, comparison. True. I I I, I don't think pe- if you went to the average person back then, it was like Jill from Resident Evil. They'd be like, "What's Resident Evil?" You know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. She doesn't penetrate pop culture. I meant moving forward within the video within game. Within the video game. Echelon. Oh, okay. It kind of caters in this whole. Oh, guys, you can have a female lead in your video game because it was really not common beyond that. No. And so again, Jill kind of co-ops with Chris in Resident Evil if you want to argue that, but I guarantee you there is no mistaking why in Dino Crisis, mm-hmm. which would be the Resident Evil team doing a a dinosaur based um, you know, Resident Evil style survival horror, why the female lead in that with her red hair. First of all, is she that it is a female lead and second of all that she's um She's first and foremost on our box art. I told you the Japanese one is mm. all about the dinosaurs, and the American one, she's on
1: everything. Right. And then, and then you had so. games that I think tried to fake it. In my opinion, like Fair oh, yeah. like Fear Factor, like <laughs> their whole thing was like, look,
0: woman. You talking about Fear Effect? Fear Effect. Fear Effect was taking Lara Croft and slutting her out. Yeah, they were just straight she... up like,
1: look at uh, girl protagonist. Look what we got. Yeah,
0: remember she was always in the shower and stuff in that, and then in the sequel they made her a lesbian? Yes. Yeah, so like, they really they milked to, yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But, um, well, actually, while we're on that subject, let's talk about Nude Raider. Nude Raider was one of the big things. Remember this? Is that the nude patch um, the, whatever? Yeah, the nude patch on PC um, made her naked. Well, it, made gave, her naked.
1: it gave her... Did it actually have detail, or was it just flesh-colored polygons? I can, no, no, she was... They gave her a... Uh,
0: now again, I've seen screenshots. It's kind of weird nowadays looking up nude rater. <laughs> um, so? Yeah. Well, especially because like they made a porn called Nude Raider and stuff, so you get a lot of hits back. Um, but yeah, I mean she she had she had boobs. I mean she had nipples. She had a butt. I think that was all it did really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it it made her made her naked. And then um, by 1999, Core Designs had. Uh, done a cease and desist. There was actually a nude raider.com where they freely distributed the patch. And again, it was technically considered appropriate. Well, it's not appropriate, but it was allowed because you're modifying existing game code. This, you know, was the Supreme court already judged with like game shark and things like that, that this was okay. Mm -hmm. You're altering that now, despite the fact that it's for nefarious means, It's not a readily available patch. You have to seek it out and do some mechanics. You know, it's, it's funny that hot coffee would later get criticized for that. I know. Whereas there's this, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and so they, they fought against it. They did get it pulled down and things like that. Um, the biggest reason they did that though was kind of backdoor shit where they were showing off screenshots at nude of what it does to the game and, then, IDOS goes, oh, you're using our, our character, our likeness, things like that. Mm-hmm. You need to pull that site down because of that. The patch itself never came into question, nor could see litigation. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's a big part of it. Um, and then I think we should point out that the game is re- has been remade. And this is probably the version you'll want to play if you do play any version at all of the original. Cause the original is still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good plot and I do like the level design still. Um, which is Tomb Raider Anniversary. Right. Um, it had already switched over to Crystal Dynamics, and we'll talk about them later on. Uh, so they're the ones who made it. They made it in the Tomb Raider Legend engine, so it looks quite good. It uh, came out on Wii, PS3, 360, although the 360 version, you have to buy the $20 patch of Anniversary and have the disc version of Legend in order to play it because mm. um, it uses utilizes the engine on disc to do it. Um, that was due to size require, restrictions. I think it was only 500 megs was allowed. On the uh, on the 360 at the time, it hadn't gone up to two gigs yet. So the way they did it was, yeah, they sold it as a uh, the code was just built in, and then they utilized the uh, engine off the disc. And then um, uh, it was also on the PS2, and then obviously you can play it on the PS3 in the Tomb Raider mm-hmm. trilogy. So, um, but. Uh, it doesn't change much about the game. Uh, it switches things up a little bit, uh, but nothing really. You'll you'll recognize all the levels, all the puzzles are still there. Oh, it was also on PSP. I forgot about that. Um, and Wii, and Wii. Mm. How about that? Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's the original game, and it looks better, right? And and works a little better. So, um, but yeah. So that was two Raider 1. one. Mm. That took us forty minutes.
1: It was <laughs> yeah, the oldest one. It's retro.
0: Yeah, you can. Well, you can burn through a lot of this uh, moving forward. So, as you kind of hinted to, once this hits, uh, Core and Idos waste no time, right? Turning and burning. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing happens. Uh, so, development of Tomb Raider Two, um, which is uh, you're hunting down what is that dagger? The dagger of Sheen. It's an ancient Chinese dagger. That one I'm more familiar with. Tomb Raider Two is my favorite back in the day, and. Um, <laughs>
1: Tomb Rae 2 is, in my memory, extremely hard. It was. It is, still is. Unforgivingly hard. <laughs>
0: Brutally fucking hard. Especially the boss battles.
1: And I remember. I can't remember now if we're getting in, into the dual. And, dual analog era? I can't remember, but I remember the oh, controls being. a dual alo- shock? Yeah, I remember the controls being. A little weirder or tougher Yes,
0: Dual Shock is utilized now. Um I do believe the Greatest Hits version Tomb Raider One also utilized Dual Shock. But yes, Dual Shock No, wait, I think it is Tomb Raider Three. Is it three? I remember it does one shock.
1: Right off the bat, you like the controls a little bit uh sketchy. A little loose. Yes.
0: <laughs> well and, and she's still loose, uh, no it, pun intended. But,
1: um yo, but for a game. You know, as much as we're joking around, that you sort of needed some precision. She got very Absolutely. like um, too much momentum, or something. For <laughs> yeah. it, it was just, or too little, depending on it, what you were doing. Yeah, it was just. Um, I just remember being that uh, falling to your death and stuff was a, a big problem.
0: Yes, the well, there was a finesse to Tomb Raider um, to a large extent. Um, this game also had her moving all over the place. There were a lot of underwater levels mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I think she goes to France and or no, Venice. She's in Venice. I remember riding around on a boat. Um, but there are a lot of <laughs> things in that, so she changes her outfit. Um, it does establish um her kind of tank top and shorts as like the 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 Tomb Raider outfit. Um it should be pointed out that uh right before this game comes out, uh so this game started development in nineteen ninety six. It was it came out in ninety seven, so one year of development, probably less. Um It was originally announced at E three. 1996 as a Saturn game. It was part of the Saturn press conference. So naturally it pisses people off when Tomb Raider, by the end of fiscal, or not fiscal, calendar year 1996, the decision was made that the, the game would migrate over to PlayStation and be a PlayStation exclusive deal, um, which also was part of a deal that was made by Sony for Tomb Raiders 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. So um that kind of burned a lot of Saturn players. Um all, the other thing was <laughs> all <laughs> 20 of yeah, them. All two of them. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh and another thing that happened was um so the game started development right before it came out like summer of, of 1996 and uh, two key members of core left. One of which was creator Toby Gard. Um they both said that creative limitations were what was pissing them off. The series its development, marketing, direction and plot mm. Not to mention attributes of Lara Croft, including her pivotal outfit, were all being um, dictated by IDOS because, like you said, they knew what they had on their hands well, and they were going to be very careful with pe- her.
1: People got to remember again this this that first era of PlayStation One games. Mm-hmm. It it was a new thing, this three D gaming, right? And no one knew yeah. what would stick. So if you right. go back and look at the first batch of PlayStation 1 games, they were throwing everything at the wall: Jump and Flash, to <laughs> Battle Arena to shit, like any... Bushido Blade. Anything. And so when something hit and hit big, I mean, Resident Evil, yeah. big example. Um, Tomb yeah. Raider, obviously, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Ridge Racer. Uh, like, anything <laughs> that just was like, hey, this is Lisa. a hit, okay, crank up the factory. Like, let's yes. let's crank these fuckers out.
0: Yes, these annualized sequels, yes. And Tomb Raider will do it worse than any of them. This They were the Call of Duty of their time. <laughs> um and uh, and so with um, with guard leaving um, there was a new guy, Stuart Atkinson he was a, he was a lead designer on the original game. He took charge of core and development um, and made some interesting decisions there's some smart decisions, especially in the interest of cranking out a new sequel, but it really explains a lot. <laughs> the first one was to not change gameplay in any way, shape or form. The Tomb Raider Two engine. Only made aesthetic changes. It made no gameplay changes. So that's exactly what you're talking about, Trees. Yeah. So while the level design may seem different, that was just because the level editors were bored. Truth be told, in every way, shape, and form, Tomb Raider 2 is a map pack for Tomb Raider 1.
1: But more um, more ambitious, though. I think they were, tra- they were trying to do
0: a lot Level design is definitely more ambitious. I think they I tried to do a you.
1: lot more. Using-
0: Combat was kind of interesting. There were more open areas. Draw distance had increased. Mm-hmm. Because you remember with the T-Rex fight, I mean, there's only like six palm trees and a black background that you was like five feet in front of you, and then this T-Rex is barreling after you. You can actually see, I remember there's this outdoor cliff side that Lara's on, and vultures come down and attack you more fucking birds. And uh, and um, I remember being able to kind of see the distance out there, you know, see the the, the hillsides and the mountains in the distance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but it also explains kind of some of the changes that were made aside from uh level design which is uh the engine had uh, aesthetic impro- improvements Lara's polygon count nearly doubled she got a flowing ponytail mm-hmm. that actually kind of moved, moved right. with her movements um and uh and things like that but uh but yeah I mean it and it does start something which will continue throughout the series which was the concept that that you know the Tomb Raider games above and beyond all else would stay ahead of this 3D curve mm-hmm. kind of like what you said. They they had to be the best looking games on the market and I would argue that at the time in 1997 Tomb Raider 2 looked dazzling. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm I'm definitely not saying like they were crap games. You know what I mean? I'm just saying
0: Oh well, yeah. My, I mean they're ugly now. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying.
1: But yeah, then they were like this was like state of the art, you know.
0: But like yeah, like they're available on PSN. You can buy one mm-hmm. and two, and you'll see the jump yep. if you load both games up. But
1: um, but this was kind of what I'm talking to is like that second one comes out and you have to have it, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. coming off that first one, you're like, you gotta have it. And it's one of those things. Oh, yeah. Where you're playing it, but you're sort of raising an eyebrow a little, like, is this is this <laughs> fucked up or is this kind of hard? Or but you stick with it because you're like, what's well, Tomb Raider? Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta play it. But at the same time, you're like, something's off. Uh, something's a little – I don't know what's going on. Well, and
0: remember, it started off with the mansion, right? With the, you start off in the was mansion? Was that the
1: training level with the butler? Yes. You could lock him in the yes. fridge or something. Lock him in the closet. <laughs> what could you do? Uh, maybe you could lead him somewhere. Well, he would follow yeah. you around.
0: And you could you could lock him into something. And I'm trying to remember – well, because there's the mansions in both Tomb Raider 2 II and 3 but the Tomb Raider 2 one was very small. I think it was just the ground level, but the butler might have been in there. It might have been, but f- been the third f- one, but it might have been the third one. And losses. everyone remembers that. A lot of people think it's in the first game, which it's not. No. But um, but yeah, and again, it was huge that it was on um, the PlayStation 1. And actually, I want to point this out real quick. Uh, Tomb Raider, the original on um, Saturn and PlayStation 1, moved about 7 million copies. Now it comes out on PlayStation as an exclusive. Uh, it does release day and date on the PC as well. Uh, moves 8 million copies. So that means Sony is banking <clears throat> most of that Skrill. Um, that's a very good endeavor and a very smart, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, uh what, exclusive right mm-hmm. to, uh, to pick up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, um, and and again, um, Atkinson talks about the fact that uh, you know uh, they thought they were really smart because they created a custom build at edit, a level editor that allowed a, that allowed them to play test the the levels on the fly, which is probably why you see that innovation tree mm-hmm. is they didn't have to build a level before testing it. If they wanted to put in something they thought was interesting, they could play test it just with that single item, kind of like you do now with um, Halo. Mm-hmm. Three and four and stuff with the forge. And, um, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that can help with level design. And as a result, you know, they don't have to build any engine or right. anything, you know. Um, so, uh, so they make that. And, and the Saturn was having, they were, the, the team, especially with Guard Gone, was having a hell of a time getting anything to run in the Saturn. Mm-hmm. So that was the second reason why, by the end of the year, they were like, okay, Sony's offering us a bunch of money. We don't think we can crank this out. We need to get this thing live by summer. We've got six months, guys. Let's just make it a PlayStation yeah, only. that tells you what, um,
1: the, why the Sega Saturn failed. The only, yeah. Well, Sega
2: Saturn
0: is not a 3D console. No. I mean, it has some 3D games, but it is not a 3D console. But you
1: could do Lara Croft.
0: Yes. Um, so we're talking
1: about a franchise that popped up on the fucking N-Gage.
0: <laughs> yes, make... it did show up on the N-Gage. The original is on the N-Gage. I just can't but, speak to so, it because I've not so it. So they could
1: play it on that taco phone, but not on the fucking Sa- <laughs> Sega Saturn. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, there is uh, – and then the, the PC version um, was very fast um, with its load times, uh, whereas um, – uh, the PlayStation version had a loading screen with a picture of the current country when loading mm-hmm. levels, whatever country she was in. Um, Tomb Raider, the Golden Mask, um, was, um, part of the Tomb Raider Gold Collection on the re-release of Tomb Raider <laughs> 2 on
1: PC. There's a lot of additions and re-releases. I know.
0: Well, on PC, they always had to add stuff. It's five bonus levels and a secret mini-adventure called the Golden Mask. Okay. Um. It contains no story ties corresponding to the series whatsoever, no canon whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but she's over in the uh, Bering Sea, trying to uh, figure out the uh, gold mask of Tornasuk. I don't. I don't think Tornasuk.
1: I don't think she had much canon until that first one blew up, and then they were like, "We got to write some canon for this girl."
0: Uh, she's British.
1: She's British and rich <laughs> because that rich aspect, like the rich girl. I don't remember yeah. remembering that from the first game. I don't think it was set up, really.
0: No, I don't think it, it was. Wasn't... Remember, her dad was a famous archaeologist, but you didn't realize that she had a small fortune from her findings.
1: Yeah, the, it, it wasn't until they introduced, this, said, showing you the mansion and the butler and stuff, that you're like, oh, it's a rich girl.
0: Oh, she's got a mansion and a butler, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> must be rich. Yeah, Indy did not have that, a mansion and All that PS1 butler. money. Blow it up. <laughs> Blow it up the spot. <laughs>
0: I got greatest hits money, bitch. Um, so, uh, and then, as you can expect, next year, 1998, Tomb Raider 3 hits. This is when fatigue starts yes. to set in. Um, now, uh, they don't even talk about development much out there. I've found nothing that really speaks too much on it. Obviously, she's hitting pop culture like we had talked about. Mm-hmm. This was the year where the, uh, the, t- the movie rights get, get released. Movie doesn't come out to 2001, and we'll talk about it after Last Revelation, but, um, things are happening. Um, they do make some changes to Lara's overall caveat of motions. She can swing now, crawl, sprint, things that normally hadn't been seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, draw distance got really good. Again, visual stunner. Um, environmental hazards start getting into there, like crumbling floors as you step on them. Um, lots of new, uh, enemies and they're like mutants, I think in this one, <laughs> there was, there's a lot of supernatural shit in this mm-hmm. one. Um, cause this time she bounces around. She's in India, South Pacific, London, Nevada, Antarctica, so, going into Antarctica, the one where she's including the, going into area 51 when she's in Nevada.
1: What's the one that sets up where she's on a fucking ski do? She's on a jet ski. Is there bit, was it that they always gave her I something to the ride on one. one of them? For like a little.
0: Pretty sure that was the second one. Is the
1: second one? Always give her something yeah. to jump on for five minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, is
1: that the second one? <laughs> the third one was on. Was What's the one where you're on the roof in Paris? I can't remember. They all blend together. I think that's the second one, too, Jesus man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's all <blurred. laughs> Although
0: the third one, yeah, they're saying the mansion level is pretty extensive. So I'm thinking the third one's the one we're thinking of where you can trap the butler. <laughs> Lock the butler. Um, in. <laughs> kill him <laughs> well was, uh, what lara is doing in this one which makes a little more sense uh, it's it's subscript is the uh the adventures of lara croft um a meteorite hits the uh the earth and scatters into four pieces and she goes and and collects all four of them um for some unknown reason and again there's a lot of mutants and aliens in this one um I didn't play Tomb Raider three to its completion. I had really gotten sick of Tomb Raider by this mm. point. I was like, okay, it's. It, I mean, I know, like I just said, they they added new mechanics on her movements and things like that. And aesthetically, she's growing up. Um, this was the third game, you know, uh, to come out on the PlayStation, and her boobs are actually looking like round at least a little bit. She's looking more like a human being. Mm-hmm. She has facial structure again, like you said, the the CGI graphics. I mean, really, are on par with Final Fantasy thir- uh, VII, which comes out that same mm-hmm. year.
1: Um, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, she's having back problems. Said the kids reduction a little.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't even know if she wore a bra. If she did, she marked those lines away perfectly. So. Um, but uh, but yeah, again, it was it was an interesting game. But I do think to for the most part, you know, the direction and story really didn't intrigue people enough, and this is where people started checking out. Uh, it's. Um, it's shown off mostly by its sales it moved about 6 million copies mm-hmm. um it was on pc as well no gold edition was released for this so it didn't even get a gold edition trees no big g oh boy. on the pc no extra adventure i'm looking
1: uh, at pictures cuz i'm like i'm trying to look she's there's one where she's what on, was this one she's on an eight to, uh four-wheeler <laughs>
0: I <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does do a four-wheeler, I think, in India.
1: Yeah, I knew Every, everyone, yeah. she had to have some hook. And one of them was mm-hmm. like, oh, she read that for a little bit, for two seconds. Um.
0: <laughs> and then we're we're still not to the movie yet. Uh, y- even now, it's like exhausting to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider, The Last Revelation comes out. This is the fourth one in the series. Um, you can tell Cora's really kind of getting sick of Lara as well.
1: Um, yeah, they're going through the motions.
0: Mostly because they kill her off in this one. Um, we'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, this one was not exclusive. This one came out in 1999. Um, did release um, two years later. In 2001 on the Dreamcast. So I'm guessing that I I, I couldn't find proof of this, Mm -hmm. but the exclusivity deal, I think, was for the life of the PlayStation. And once the PlayStation 2 came out, they had open range to do it. Because just so happens that Last Revelation did come out day and date on the Dreamcast in Japan in 1999. And in Europe, it came out in summer. Or no, in Europe, it came out day and date in, in Europe. It came out the summer after that in July of 2000 in Japan. And then it waited till 2001 to come out in America. So I'm thinking, since it, especially because it came out in English first, that they were just waiting for whatever that exclusivity deal was mm-hmm. to uh, to finish up. Um, but uh, it's basically another excavation mission. Lara's <laughs> looking for something. Yeah, she's
1: braiding tombs, is she? Yeah, some <laughs> brown place. There's some, Dust. there's some, some more uh, some dusty origin stuff. Sun. I see sand. <laughs> I never played it, but I'm going to envision the sand involved.
0: Yes, there is torches, sand. The torches um, on the wall. There might be torches. Yeah. She has a flashlight in this one, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very
1: modern. It's very progressive.
0: Um, Lara now has um, ropes dangling and swinging. Uh, they added some more mild physics, but it's like faked it, physics. Here's
1: a question. This is how much I care sure. about 2 reader 4 How come Core never got sued by Namco for using the the 80s Pac-Man font in the actual Pac-Man. Symbol that's, for the C. that's
0: That's extremely a good question because it 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 is no questions asked uh the Pac-Man font. Yeah, with the Pac-Man um, for the C. Just say. Yeah, yeah, it does. They changed it, yeah, the yeah, logo it. right after this one, so <laughs> who knows I Maybe mean, Namco did get to oh, them. Yeah. Um Yeah, there were some changes, I think most notably with this one though. Um You know, uh, this is the fourth time where reviewers are like, "Haven't you guys figured this out? It's the same fucking game." Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's uh, with each new one, they're like, "Well, it's a little better. They did some new tweaking." But at the end of the day, it's it's the same. I wish you had. I don't know if you do. I
1: wish you had a sales chart. For
0: I do. Do It's five million copies.
1: I I mean, are they steadily going? I mean, that's still pretty good.
0: So one, Tomb Raider one was seven million. Tomb Raider two was eight million. Tomb Raider three was six and a half million. This one's five million. So it's it's dropping. It's still not still not bombing
1: though. That that's it no uh, it right
0: will. Now. But uh, yeah, even the lowest though. Anniversary. I probably haven't talked about this. Anniversary had the lowest numbers of any in the series, and it was one point three million. Not great, but man, if your failure is one point three million in the PS two era, right, right. you're doing all right. Yeah. Um and that's the lowest the series will ever get. Um and it takes a little while to get there <laughs> from where we're at here. Uh it did even get a greatest hits. Yeah.
2: Um
0: this was the last game on PS1. No. No, it wasn't. Never mind. take that back. Forget I said that. <laughs> but yeah, last revelation. The big thing with this one though was at the very end, um she's part of a cave in. And they leave it in a cliffhanger, but you're supposed to believe that something Really bad's going to happen to Lara because obviously – uh, Did
1: you think that was core design – do you think that was an FU to Sony?
0: I think that was core saying we're done. Uh, it wasn't to Sony because they weren't really exclusive. I think it was an FU to IDOS. IDOS I mean, anybody. Yeah, do you think yeah, they were like, keep like, making them? And they're not like,
1: not yeah, we'll make fucking... another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah I cool think enough. so, especially because – What are you going to do? You know?
0: Yeah, you get that feeling. Like, that, I mean, again, we're, we're even tired talking about them. Let alone, don't play these games back-to-back. <laughs> by no means should you ever play these games back to back take a year have some dip you know mm. <laughs> take your time with them um but that i think that was that was significant with last revelation much like friday the 13th um the final chapter <laughs> they were done they were really done um but snacks
1: uh, i stand, yeah, stand right. by that movie
0: um, I will say though that the game did win an award for the best cutscenes of uh two thousand or nineteen ninety nine, so
1: Look
0: at that. yeah, right. Um next up in two thousand, we are now on our fifth in a row, five and five years. Uh okay. Tomb Raider Chronicles hits for um PS one, PC, and Dreamcast. It's important to note that Chronicles is the first one on the Dreamcast. Okay. Last Revelation would go and get re-released later on I don't, for that. I,
1: it's funny. I don't remember them being that close together, one a year. I know. You know what I mean? It's
0: because you gave up. You stopped. It is. I, I got out of that
1: law. The law, You were the rocked, playing uh,
0: fucking Jet Set Radio. You weren't playing this shit. I moved on. Her boobs were not an anomaly anymore. Yes. No,
1: I was. I was seeing uh, real naked women, so I didn't need poly naked right. women.
0: And I was eighteen by this point too. So yeah, yeah. I, was, I was. I was well adult.
1: By this point, <laughs> <laughs> my own but, my own uh, apartment by then. So <laughs> uh,
0: plot suggests a magical livelihood for Laura um, tells stories, uh, tells stories of her past and flashback flashbacks while she's buried underground. And then at the very end, um, I, you see them digging her out of the cave. And- I
1: think I like that, though. That's a good I think that's a good uh, approach. That's a cool hook for a game.
0: Well, especially you're on your fifth one. I mean, Seinfeld <laughs> did its first flashback episode <laughs> like season three. I think we're about due for it. But
1: I, I think that's pretty cool. She, it's sort of they show a buried well, and it keeps cutting, cutting early stuff. Yeah, and, and stuff. I hear
0: it. I hear it stems from um, the Tomb Raider: Last Revelation opens with Lara being 16, um, and you kind of see one of her first adventures. And I think um, that success. You know, and the popularity of that when when they asked gamers and reviewers mention it and stuff like that, um, probably led to that temptation. Probably also makes you go, "What the fuck?" When you see that in, uh, in in Uncharted Three, that for no apparent reason whatsoever, you hear you get to learn Nathan and Sully and all that. And I'm not saying they're bad or or they even were thinking about Tomb Raider mm-hmm. um, when they decided that, but. But, yeah, I think that's why they decided to go with the flashbacks. Plus, you know, what were they going to do? They jumped the shark, and then they had to make right, a new game. Right, um, Now, with this one, it is the exact same game uh, engine from Last mm-hmm. Revelation. It's just like with Tomb Raider 1 to 2. Um, and everyone understood that. Mm-hmm. Critics slammed it. It um, moved the lowest number other than anniversary of a Tomb Raider at all, one point five million copies. So trees, this is the drop off you're talking about. It goes from being a PS1 exclusive uh, at five million copies to a PS1, PC, and Dreamcast day and date to one point mm-hmm. five million copies. That's when the bottom drops yeah. out. <laughs> um, Too much Lara Croft. Yeah, and I've not played Chronicles. Chronicles and, is that one you just kind of dance. And
1: Game got to remember by three or four, her as a as a spokesmodel's everywhere. She's a, she, oh, so, yeah. so, I mean, you, you've had some Lara Croft overload and this is right before the movie blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you know, if you thought you had enough then, but it was, uh, yeah, she was everywhere. I mean, she was in stuff like Maxim or what equivalent? Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't remember. There was a Maxim back then. Was not there?
0: Yeah. She close was in to Maxim. It or something. She,
1: she was in or whatever, yeah, ma- some men's yeah, whatever those GQ, whatever they, they, she was, they were paying, they were, and by that
0: and again, I think she was in playboy um she just wasn't naked right. it, it, like, she was just yeah at this
1: point it was actually a, a thing to become the real Tomb Raider model like yes. they would announce like this year's Tomb Raider model you know there was one that had it for a few years she did it but it like it'd become a thing to like
0: do you want to know the model history
1: uh we could know the model history.
0: I could tell you real quick, 97 to 98. Um, kind of like what you said when two Raider two came out, they hired Rana Mitra. Um, here. Oh,
1: was there a popular <laughs> one that had it for a couple of years? Yeah. Yes, and something. she'll come
0: up in a sec, but here's Rana Mitra. Let's see of this here. Um, and then, uh, and then next up was, um, fashion model, Nell McAndrew. Um, she did uh she did the E3 tour for um Tomb Raider Three. Um so there's that one. Well no, it would have been for Tomb Raider Four, um, because it was the year Tomb Raider 3 came out. Um and then Jill DeJong was the one that everyone was scared of. Do you remember? Uh, here, I'll show you a picture of this one. Um, <laughs> she was Her Tomb Raider scared the shit out of people. Uh, geeks didn't want to go up and talk to her at trade shows and stuff. Too. So um, about business. Yeah, so then they get Karima Adelbibe, and she's okay. Um, she does it for two years, from O two to O four. But the problem was, she was shadowed by Angelina Jolie. Right. And I think she was probably one of the... More plain Jane of the models, and, and
1: you know, I, I, we're just about to hit the movie in in the timeline. Yes. But I think she was actually a, a perfect choice for Lara Croft. She, if you look at Angelina Jolie in those the very first Tomb Raider,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: polygon with the lips and stuff. I mean, she is it's not a bad pick.
0: No, well, and the one that I think is the best Lara Croft that's not Angelina is I just put her in the chat is Alison Carroll. She's the more recent one when Crystal Dynamics took over, right. and I thought she was just stunning. Um, I really like her as a as as a, a Lara Croft, but she is an alternative version of Lara Croft, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, and she was a gymnast, though. I think that was a thing for gymnasts. And obviously,
1: with the brand new Tomb Raider, you just that's the real girl.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. You
1: know. Um, but anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you. But I was just trying to get a point, like about the overkill at this point. That you know that was the lowest selling one, but it's also like you've had enough, Lara Croft. Not just Tomb Raider, just Lara Croft, the person. Yes, she's everywhere.
0: Yes, she's she's mainstream as a say. Come and gone.
1: And as a matter of fact, and so like you said, oh, the, yeah. the Time Magazine or what, Newsweek or whatever, like there was nothing but articles about the mainstream. And at that point, right. people thought like like nerds, video game nerds, like were like, we made it, we've crossed over. Like video games have hit the mainstream. Yes, we did it
0: with the girl who had never talked to any one of us. <laughs> um, mm. But uh, you're right. No, I mean she was she was a household name, yeah, through and through. Um, and and then the boom. Here's where she gets associated with pop culture with Angelina Jolie, and I think always will be from this point forward. I think if you ask the typical. Dude walking on the street or chick walking on the street who is Lara Croft. I do believe that in their mind share, um, Angelina
1: pops into there. And, house. you know, we always shit on video game movies. The first Tomb Raider movie. Not that bad.
0: No. No, it wasn't. I, to the point that I'm not going to talk about the second one because I think the first one was really the only pivotal one except to tell you what you already know, which is that even Angelina can't save, <laughs> you know, the glut of of Tomb Raider that we got. Yes. Um now, this movie had a sorted tale, though. As we know, the movie came out in 2001 and the rights were secured in 98. Um, one of the interesting points that I liked was Angelina Jolie obviously plays Lara Croft. Uh, the title of the movie is Lara Croft, Cole, and Tomb Raider. Um, John Voight plays her father in the movie and John Voight is mm-hmm. her actual father. Um, I thought that was cool. <laughs> Um, so trees, you want to hear about what it could have been? It was rewritten many times and God, I need to go find these scripts and I know they're online. Uh, guess who wrote the first script in 98? Not sure. Brent V. Friedman. He was responsible for one movie known as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh boy. <laughs> now, trees, I'm sure, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I think Mortal Kombat is of the other, uh, that and the original Resident Evil are like the three pretty good movie adaptations of video games um Uh, Annihilation is
1: shit I I think the very first Mortal Kombat is pretty badass
2: the
0: first
1: one I'm talking about just the first first one one.
0: Annihilation is a bastardization on all of that
1: yeah there's so many good ones
0: The second script, which was flat-out denied, but I think it would have been a lot of fun. I just think Jolie would never have gone for it, and I don't know when she got attached to the project. It was done by Stephen E. DeSuzze. Uh He's the one who did Street Fighter, the 94 Van Damme movie. Now, you can imagine what kind of script he yeah, would write. Yeah,
1: don't talk about that. It's brutal.
0: <laughs> and um, eventually it was uh, five writers uh, coming together that are all pretty no-name uh, that, that made the script we saw. Um, originally Demi Moore was slated to play Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. Not, not terrible, terrible. long hair She was pretty busty back in those days. Um, then porn star Lindsay Dawn was even in the running, uh, for a while. Don't know. Uh, Lindsay Dawn is spelled L-A-N-S-E-Y-D-A-W-N, <laughs> obviously used caution before Google searching a known porn star, but, um... I don't know what she looks like, and I could have looked it up, but again, for the same reasons. I'm um, looking her uh, up right now. She okay. is,
1: uh, busty. Okay. <laughs> maybe a little. So you
0: think that was the direction maybe, they initially
1: were thinking maybe of? a little too busty. <laughs> okay. Let's, I'll go with that. Too, but I'm going to say too busty.
0: <laughs> too much boob. Um, I will, uh. So obviously, <laughs> Joe Lee gets it. Um, hmm. Oh, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie. Sorry, I'm, I'm missing the last name. She's she's three names. Yeah. I, um. So that means she's gonna assassinate someone someday. I will someday.
1: Skype chat this to you. I will not put this in. The...
0: Okay. <laughs> <Just> like... Um. <laughs> there must be
1: like boobs. Well, no, there's nudie, no but I. Okay. I just show you. But yeah, that's uh. She is. T- <laughs> I would say. T-
0: oh my God! No, she would not be a good she's choice. Too
1: busty. Too busty.
0: She's a little too big. Too. She's not a big girl by any means proportionately, but with. A rack that yeah, is she, what would you say that she is thirty eight, she, forty she has, double genre. She G's. has
1: her own <laughs> genre of points. She has her own shelf in the point section for her type.
0: She has her own shelf, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> her, she has
1: her own Yes. She has her own. Beach. But, uh, <laughs> no,
0: no. Yeah, I don't I don't think her boobs could do what Angelina's did. Um <clears throat> there's not a push up bra in the world. Um but uh so the budget was an estimated 115 million in 2000, guys. That's that's a hefty mm-hmm. fucking budget. That's a hefty fucking budget. No, I mean now, this was especially.
1: This was a. Uh, I, I can't remember when it came out, but this was quote unquote came out. It was a summer I blockbuster. Said, I, wanted it was, us, uh, June. I wanted to call it a summer blockbuster I was on the show, but this was they they yeah. put a lot of effort into marketing this. This wasn't like a yeah, You know, like a uh, in the theaters for a week and then a direct the video because.
0: Jol- no, it premiered June 11, 2001 as, like, Paramount's big mm. summer yeah. blockbuster to usher, usher in the summer. I would,
1: I would say pushed uh, Jolie's career, too. It, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, it yeah. put her in the, like, leading woman sort of, like, action, whatever.
0: Well, because before this, nobody thought you could truly portray um, Lara mm-hmm. Croft. And I would argue... I would argue, uh, and especially having played some of the early games, I would argue she captures it quite well in the first game or first movie. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: she she does a great job, and it's a fun movie. It it is a fun movie through and through. I don't know, I don't care what people mm-hmm. say. It's it's you know it's like it's like being critical of a Bruckheimer mm-hmm. film. Like it's it just is what it is. Um, but it's a fun popcorn flick. I'll sit down with my daughter and belt out two mm-hmm. hours watching it. Um. It was destroyed by critics, no shocker there, but uh, audiences told a different story. film made $48.2 million in its opening week, dethroning Charlie's Angels yep. as the top grossing uh, female protagonist film of all time. Additionally, it would go on to make $274,703,340 in its um, theatrical release alone, not to mention merchandising, and DVD sales. Um, plus, it might even be on Blu-ray mm. now. Uh, it makes it the third largest grossing video game movie of all time behind Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and Resident Evil Afterlife. However, uh, Trees, due to inflation and stuff like that, it stands as the top performing, has the highest attendance record um, of
1: any video game movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: So technically speaking, if you adjust for inflation and whatnot, um, it, it was the... Most popular, and it's
1: also a big shift for the games. And I don't want to step on your toes here, but like no. there, there no. was a, you know, it gave a little bit of uh, momentum to um, the Angel. Angel of Darkness was the next one, yeah. but and she looks like if Joey's you notice character. the cover of Angel of Darkness is almost a movie poster. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed the font to the movie font, and I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at a picture now, and it looks like core. Change the old Pac. This is where they changed their Pac-Man font too. So they just made everything more um, adult-looking and more the darker, darker-looking. Mm-hmm. And
0: well, and I put it in the uh, I put it in the chat for people who want to see it. But yeah, they they did. They were hoping to ride the coattails. Core made this one as well. And then by this point, I imagine all the Core developers sitting in a room just getting whipped by IDOS mm-hmm.
1: execs.
0: You know, it's like, code, bitches, code, okay. Well,
1: look, I mean, if there's ever a time to pump one out, I guess with the movie, now is the time.
0: It is important to note, though, this game fell into development. Hell got scrapped a couple of times. We'll talk about it in a sec. Didn't come out till June 2003, right. two years after right. the movie, and the sequel was on its boot heels, and the sequel of the movie would do very poorly. Lara had lost all of her momentum by the time it actually came out. But- um, TC in the chat is always also saying that they're going to reboot the Tomb Raider movies, so I'll have to find someone younger to play Lara Croft. You know, that's true. I'm kind of curious, um, because my wife is, you know, into teenage dramas, and so I'm now into teenage dramas as well. Um, that secret, uh, secret life of the American teenager, um, the younger sister, uh, actually, she was in the newest, uh, um, underworld movie. Um, this girl's like an up and coming. Uh she does some very interesting roles aside from these cheesy roles that you hear about. And um it's it probably going to be the Hunger Games chick. Yeah. I could see
1: that. I think, um I think it With her role as Mystique. It, yeah. It will be uh <laughs> Jaden Smith. It will be uh Will Smith that just put a wig on his kid <laughs> since he does every re-
0: <laughs> reboot and some and some boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: Yeah, they they blew it with the the movie tie in. In the game, isn't a movie game. Hmm? The 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 game Angel of Darkness. It's not tied to the movie, is what I mean. They made right, it look right. The it's box not out Street like.
0: Fighter, the movie, the game. You
1: know, well, nowadays you know you get two sets of games, right? You have the the, right. the video game canon games, and then if the move a movie comes out, they make a game based on the movie. They did it with Prince of Persia. Right, like they there's, did it with yeah. you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but if they were smart, maybe they would have, I don't know, maybe they would have made a Tomb maybe, Raider Maybe, to because re- uh, the,
0: the plot worked. It kind of worked. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, they they added, um, uh, so in this one, have you played Angel of Darkness? This is said to be the worst no, one. No,
1: I, I, I jumped off the Tomb Raider bandwagon a long time before this. <laughs> I watched from a distance all, right. all this Tomb Raider stuff.
0: Yeah, it was it was like a train wreck. Um took it took 3 years. Uh core design separated into two teams, okay? Um back in 2000, they separated into two teams. And they would both work on certain parts of different things, including Chronicles and simultaneously the next game Angel of Dark which would become Angel of Darkness. Unfortunately, because the left hand and the right hand weren't talking to each other, you'll see this a lot in game development. Um, it was a it was a fucking mess. And then to boot, um, the PS2 was what it was going to come out on. It was going to be a a launch PS2 game. Uh, this game only released on PS2, and they were having a hell of a time with the emotion engine. Um, a lot of people don't think about this, but uh, um, PS2 wasn't that easy to develop for either. <clears throat> Everyone's always hard dogging on the PS3 for cell architecture being so difficult. Well, everybody was in Power PC mode with uh, the PS2 era, and the PS2 was not in Power PC mode. This Emotion Engine was proprietary; it's so a pain in the ass to work for. Polygon counts were off the charts because it's this souped-up graphics processor with this lackluster central processor. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was weird. Um, so you get dissected teams like this that don't even want to make this game, and you see shit like
2: this.
1: Yeah. And so. this also had the, the co-op, right? Or the, not co-op, but did you switch between the two characters, or was the guy protagonist, was he just someone you ran into? I don't know. Anyways, Naughty Dog stole him and made, made him into <laughs> Nathan Drake, by the way, later on.
0: Yes, that character was made into Nathan Drake. Uh, yeah, and I know he's in the game. Yeah, I've put a picture of him. In the um, thing, but
1: yeah, I, I always remember yeah, when uh, w- I remember when I seen the first Uncharted stuff. Like be- uh-huh. before, you knew Uncharted was going to be a runaway hit. Like back when they were showing stuff for PlayStation Three, and they're like, "This is going to be a new." You know, I I honestly was like, "Is that the guy? Are they like branching off the Tomb Raider guy into his own series?" <laughs> I remember thinking that, because it was a big deal that they were adding a dude into the Tomb Raider uh, genre, you know?
0: Well, and um, originally when the game was shown off at 2002 E3, um, Mm. it was really dark. Um, It was going to be bloody. She was going to shoot humans, um, and it was supposed to tell her whole backstory, And stuff like that, you know, her father dying and things like that. Um, and then the marketing, we were right about the marketing. We were just the wrong movie. They actually were de- tying it into Cradle of Life because the game kept having to be delayed. It was supposed to come out in summer of 2002. Uh, sorry, November of 2002. Mm-hmm. Kept getting delayed until late summer 2003. So at that time, the second film was coming out and they're like, holy shit. Okay. Let's, let's clone the film in every way, shape or form so that we can get a little marketing push. Um, and it shows it got obliterated by fans and, uh, and, um, uh, critics alike. Uh, I don't know the sales figures. I can just tell you they peaked above. Oh wait, here we go. Moved two and a half million copies still. Nice. Um, now here, there are some big things that happen as a result of angel of darkness though. It didn't fall on deaf ears. Um, after this ends, core has the license for Lara uh, for Tomb Raider stripped from them. (laughs) Um, The uh, leader, the lead designer Jeremy Heath Smith, resigns from Core. Core closes.
1: Did they do a big ceremony where they lined all the guys up? They ripped their patches off their sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it would take okay, they were taking and stripping you did. of this game. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: no longer get to wear the Lara That's the right. Lara Croft boob patch. Um, and then it was given to a developer, Crystal Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Now, Crystal Dynamics got their start as a 3DO game developer. So, of course, I love them because they picked the right system. Um, <laughs> releasing uh, Crash and Burn, Total Eclipse, and Gex. Fucking Gex, Trees. You ever played Gex? I like
1: Gex. He's
0: the James Bond Gecko.
1: It's <laughs> not so bad. Sales car insurance. Gex 3, enter the yeah, Gex. Sells- he yeah. car insurance now. So. Don't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but high times <laughs> fell on that guy. That's his
0: son. That's his son. Um, Gex hangs out with uh, James Pond on the
2: weekend. Also, a pretty
0: good games. <laughs> But uh, uh, the big reason Crystal Dynamics was handed this, though, was because of um, a series that they should get some praise for, especially Soul mm-hmm. Reaver Legacy of Kane. They did the Legacy of Kane series. Uh, pretty good action platformer. Uh, I have them all on the – well, I have the first one on PlayStation 1 is what it was on. But it's kind of dated mm-hmm. and fucking tough. I, um, Soul Reaver was much better, and I have it on the Dreamcast. I really like that. Yeah, me. I had a
1: um, – I remember I had an issue with the game for the longest time. Like, I would not play it because I was.
0: Legacy of Kane or the original? (laughs) No,
1: I loved the original Legacy of Kane on the PS1. So, when they redid it into, like, the Soul Reva 3D sort of, I was like, and Kane wasn't in it? Really?
0: (laughs) Well, technically he's in it, but he's not. You you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I was looking for (laughs) another PS1 Legacy of Kane style game because I loved it. So, when the new one came out, I did one of those, like, snobby gamer things were like i played that shit well that 3d shit and i think
0: the fans said the same to be honest with you i think that's uh that's very well known that when when soul reaver came out uh the first one was blood omen legacy of kane right they did that fun thing where it was blood omen legacy of kane and then legacy of kane soul reaver so
1: it's it's a good i went back and played it. it was a good game obviously, for but I was just mad that it wasn't...
0: Well, in the original is Dennis Dyack, Silicon Knights, <laughs> so, but Crystal Dynamics right. assisted yes. them. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so when they did Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver, Reaver 2, and then Blood Omen 2, um, those were what they were doing while Kor was slowly burying Lara Croft. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were handed it off. Now, when they come in, they do Tomb Raider Legend. Have you played Legend? Oh. Um... No. I started Legend and then stupidly sold it. Um, I hadn't been in the, I hadn't played a Tomb Raider game until, uh, uh, or since, um, uh, uh, since, uh, the second game. But then I had a 360 and, you know, you wanted something on it and I was told this was a return to form and this and that. Um, it was really good. Um, they kind of rehashed, it felt fresh. Um, kind of like the first game. It's But see, it was 2006, I think, when this came out. And so it's like what you... By 2006, 10 years is a long time, especially those 10 mm-hmm. years for 3D games. I mean, Lara has literally started the 3D genre, and now we're in the, the thick mm-hmm. of it. So this game comes out, and they really rebooted her to kind of be what you... Think about in your head how you kind of update the graphics in mm. your head. What's what's? Um, yeah, yes, yes. Her butt's hanging out in this one too, <laughs> uh, but uh, and this was released on everything: Xbox 360, PS2, Windows, PS3, PlayStation Portable. Uh, they even made a Game Boy Advance version, which is um, kind it, of the same. And was this the
1: big one where they sort of redesigned her face a little and, and softened her yes. up a little and?
0: Redesigned her face, she got a mild breast reduction. And I think the biggest thing they did to this was they added um obviously they updated it and HDified mm-hmm. it, but they also added physics, true physics, and mm-hmm. that was huge. Now see it felt real for a You change. know what I,
1: I feel bad because I was so checked out of the series by by now. Uh-huh. But I know this game and like Underworld weren't bad games. But I think
0: no, and we won't be talking no, about Underworld too, on this show. Sorry, guys. Far but up, but
1: it, it's, but it was too bad that I was already sort of like mentally checked out of the series by then. Because, oh yeah, but because I hear they 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 weren't they weren't bad. They were pretty good, you know. And and again, mm-hmm. hit, we hit we hit an era already where the market's flooded with, climby, jumpy puzzle, action games. Whereas the first Tomb Raider was original. It was just like I've never seen this before.
0: But it still did very well. 4.5 million copies on a near-launch mm-hmm. game for the 360. Now, granted, it wasn't only on 360; mm-hmm. it was, as we said, all over the place. But I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the PS3 version—I don't think it had been on PS3 until the recent uh, trilogy, the mm-hmm. HD trilogy. So that's where you guys can find it. Uh, the reason I picked it up was because Anniversary came out at the same time, and I wanted to—I I played that, and I was so pleased with it and how. Uh, Because I I did what everybody does, right? You go back, if you'd played it before, and you try to play the first Mm -hmm. one, and you're like, I can't fucking do this. I I can't do this. It doesn't feel right. And this, obviously, Anniversary uses the Legend engine, so it adapts for the physics and things like that. You don't have to take a step back and then jump forward. You can just do it. I
1: I just remember the stink of (laughs) Tomb Raider being on me so heavily that I even played... (laughs) I think it was Underworld. There was one that my buddy brought over. It might have been this one or it was Underworld. And I enjoyed it. And I still didn't, you know, I played it while he had it over, but I still didn't go back and, like, pick it up. (laughs) Uh, I was just like, yeah, it's Tomb Raider. I'm kind of all set, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and 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 I I think and this moved 4.5 million copies. Now, granted, anniversary only moved 1.3, but I would argue that's because uh, people just really didn't want to go back to the the first one, which is a, a misstep because I think anniversary is really the only way to play the first one now, in my opinion, in my humble right. opinion. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots. Lots of stuff. We only covered 10 years, and look at all the games mm-hmm. we talked about. Um, so, Lara, and and again, she's still releasing games now. I mean, Tomb Raider has been ingrained in this generation, spanning more than 14 games if you count um, Guardian of Light. Mm-hmm. The isometric, uh, non-Tomb Raider game, but mm-hmm. it stars Lara, and, and, you know.
1: So, but um, Legend, <clears throat> you know, Uncharted is right on the heels now. It's like a year, yes. a year or two away. Legend,
0: Anniversary, and Uncharted are all roughly the Around same year. launch
1: window. And Uncharted just came in and like steamrolled. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Really put out the flame. Yes. But, uh, I
0: think Uncharted starts to explain why Underworld performed poorly. Mm. I don't know. Having not played Underworld, I guess we'll revisit that at I mean, a different it time. I mean,
1: it, Uncharted hits so big that it even erases... Gamers' memories of Tomb Raider, where they start acting like Uncharted yeah. is the first of its kind, and you almost have to correct <laughs> yes. them and go, "Well, Uncharted is a, is an updated Tomb Raider." Right,
0: you know? right, yeah. No, not that shitty 3DO developer. You know, this shitty 3DO developer. <laughs> you know, people.
1: You know, people start putting Tomb Raider, the ones that came out after Uncharted. They start saying, "Oh, they're trying to be like Uncharted," and you have to correct them and be like, uh, "Right." <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, doesn't that still bug me? I know it's nitpicky, but it still bugs me when I hear people like, "Yeah, the new Tomb Raider's kind of like Uncharted." Yeah, like, uh... We expected that, and it's like, "Yeah, no shit." Listen, man,
1: if they gave <laughs> Nathan Drake a little disc, like a little crawl disc, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's identical to Angel of Darkness guy. It's true. I mean, he's, yeah, so, they, I
0: mean, come on. I don't know. I think I think Nathan Drake needs some puka shells. I think some puka <laughs> shells would help that. That whole look, that Matthew McConaughey him up a little bit, but um, but yeah, uh, again, uh, pivotal pivotal game character, and definitely probably one of the aside from Mario, one of the largest pop culture icons that we've covered on this show. Um, I would say going back, um, those of you who remember it as a kid and can kind of adjust for the engine, you may want to check out two and three. Those are both available on PSN. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Revelation and Chronicles, I don't think Sony and, and Crystal D thought it was even worth porting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're not on there. Um, it... My opinion is the HD trilogy. It's on 360 and PS3. It's 20 bucks. It gives you Legend, Underworld, and Anniversary. I think that's a decent... The,
1: is the first game out on PSN? I can't remember. I was, yes. was going to say... Anyways, uh,
0: it's It's got the premium $10 price Oh, tag it does? Right
1: it though. wasn't like a... Uh...
0: Like Resident Evil and I World will Gear. say those games, $10 price
1: Resident rate. Evil, stuff like that, they're a lot kinder when you shrink them down to a PSP. Into the PSP. Because <laughs> yes. I played a lot of PS1 yeah. games on my PSP, like Resident Evil.
0: Although Anniversary is on PSP, and it is backwards compatible on Vita, I believe, if you get the digital version. So even if you're going to go portable, Anniversary is probably still a better mm-hmm. option. Uh, again, the physics is the biggest part of that. Right. Um. It's goofy, man. But, yeah, I mean, purists out there, better on you. Who am I to tell you how to retro game? If you want to play the original, by God, you play the original.
1: Go for it. Pointy so, boobs and all. But, uh...
0: <laughs> um, so I guess that's going to wrap it up real quick. I'm sure some of you who are listening... No, actually, I know for a fact none of you who are listening because of my the response I got are wondering where the fucking <laughs> Guardian Heroes Game Club went. Um... <laughs> I kept telling myself I was going to play that game, and I just didn't. And it's a good game. How's my uh, uh, Ghosts
1: and Goblins run through coming that you're supposed to be playing? That's coming along. I I did an attempt
0: the other night. And um, I was uh, the other night, as in two weeks ago. And uh, I was drinking some beer. And uh, I think I was on, I don't know how many I'd had. But I didn't feel like I'd had much. But, you know, I mean, an hour can feel like a decade when you're playing that game.
1: You shouldn't drink beer when you play. You need all your... Reflect
0: Oh, yeah. And I wasn't having too many problems, but you're right. Yeah, that's uh, Nintendo games are just not something you should drink while while doing. Um, but it was one of those things where I think I'd started drinking. And I was like, OK, let's go try this go- Ghosts and Goblins <laughs> thing. Um, and I wanted to get on and just record like because I did beat the game once. It's that second playthrough that really just tears you up. Oh, yeah. And um, when it's harder. And um, I got on to try to talk about it, and (laughs) and I just felt like my my speech was a little stupid, or I couldn't like speak. And I wasn't slurring or Mm -hmm. anything, but I couldn't speak and play. I was like, "Fuck this!" And I refused to do that voiceover after the fact, where I sound like a Harvard student while I'm doing some like really critical gameplay Mm. stuff. So anyway. So, and as far as Guardian Heroes goes, the reason I'm not doing uh it is uh, it doesn't seem like you guys are interested in the game clubs. They get – a lot of people download them because they're mildly interested, but I don't think people are playing along, and I think that was kind of the point of the game club yeah. was to get, get you guys to play the games. So I'm not going to do them anymore unless you guys want to request one. If you, if you write in and say, let's do a game club of mm-hmm. this – then I'll make a month of it. Otherwise, I'm going to hold back a little bit, maybe reserve. I might keep a game club going where, you know, we just open up for a topic of discussion. And I'll do an article like on May 31st. I will do an article on this game, and you can discuss it at that time. I may do something like that, but, again, I really don't want to, like, hold myself to it because I was the only one fighting You and me
1: going to have to pick another game soon just for us to play. Yeah, we'll there you it. go.
0: I've, I've got some in mind, so we'll talk I kinda more. Wanna, I kind of like year. to
1: do a Dreamcast game. I don't okay. know what, I'm just saying, throwing it out there, you and me. That was fun, we did that Castle Illusion. I would say
0: Ill Bleed, but that was fucking, oh, Ill Bleed's so hard to Ill get Ill Bleed,
1: Machin oh. X. uh there's a few, oh, there's, a few X. there's a few, <laughs> we, Carrier, that's a rough one.
0: <laughs> Carrier I've not played. No, playing. we should do. Uh, I've heard it's a interesting, we do,
1: horror game. We, we, here we are talking about like Resident Evil type games or retro games, we mm-hmm. should, blue uh car- uh Blue Stinger. We should go back old school, original launch.
0: I recently picked up Blue Stinger. <laughs> That's a rough one. I've not played that game. Is that? Is that? That's yeah. A rough one. It works on my VGA, uh, VGA box. In fact, uh, when I first got my VGA box for my Dreamcast, Blue Stinger was the game I put in there to see it, and that thing looks sweet in mm. six hundred and forty by four hundred and eighty want... trees. It it's does. A rough
1: game, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, remember the the resolution of most of your old consoles is three hundred and twenty by two hundred and forty. So when it's in six hundred and forty by four hundred and eighty, man. <laughs> Woo! Thing looks fucking gorgeous. We're, We're getting close to HD at go. that point, so we'll, work um, on it. we'll find something to play. But yeah, I, I, but, uh, yeah
2: we'll talk I about did, it. I did recently
1: uh, put in a bid. I didn't win it for um, shit. How come I can't? I always lose the name. The um, role-playing game, um, Skies of Arcadia. Oh, that one.
0: Oh, Skies yeah, of Arcadia. I put in a
1: bid on that. I, I tried to get this mint. Caught, like it said, it was a two-disc. Collectors, I, I doubt it. I don't think there was a collector's edition. I think I would have got scammed.
0: Yeah, but I, don't, I don't think so. It, look, but it look who looked nicer. So.
1: I, to- I
0: almost bought a two-disc collector's edition for Bot and Kytos, and nobody has ever, which is that, that RPG mm-hmm. on uh, on the GameCube, and everyone's like, there, there's never been a two-disc. Yeah. What the I fuck get, is this person talking my about? My brain
1: wanders at work, and I sat linking shit together, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I need... So <laughs> I was talking to somebody about... Um, Fucking um, so, don't ask me why Sonic All Star Racing transformed, which I actually really enjoy, yeah. and um, but yeah, they I have mean. a of Arcadia level, which is so fucking obscure that I love oh, it. Man. You know what I mean? Like,
0: you better hope they don't make a Panzer Dragoon Saga level, otherwise you're out three hundred bucks, man. They do have a Panzer <laughs> Dragoon level. The Panzer Dragoon, not Uh-oh, Saga. Panzer Dragoon is a $12 game. Panzer Dragoon Saga is a $250 RPG. <laughs> and then, and then um, I was talking
1: about the little Skaz of Arcadia or, uh, guy, Rise or Reyes or whatever, the guy with the eye patch. And then he pops up. Yes. Then I was playing um, Valkyria Chronicles not long ago, and he pops up in that. He has a cameo in that game. He's one of the characters you can get later on. And, and then I just mm-hmm. was talking about that game, and then next thing you know, I'm on my eBay app. Like looking up fucking skies of Arcadia for the Dreamcast. <laughs> that's what happens, man.
0: Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it does. When
1: you see that little outbid email, you're like, "Whew, mm-hmm. that's a close one."
0: Yes, I recently had that with a forty dollars <laughs> copy of um, uh, Kasumi Ninja with the headband. Uh, whoa, I'm so lucky I got outbid on that. One. <laughs> I did
1: get outbid on my um, my Sega C um, Rebel Assault though that we were talking about. No- Go. Ah, yeah. I'm so upset about that
0: That's unfortunate. Yeah. You're missing nothing. I know. but That's unfortunate. I get it in my head, though. We
1: talk about it. <laughs> then it's in my head. Like, I know. I, I want that.
0: You just have to find yeah. out for yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. The other game I wanted to do at some point was Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Xbox game. One. It is backwards compatible. That's but, a great uh, game. But it's, it's, it's a little expensive. But, yeah, I haven't played that since it came out. And I'd really like to... Replay that game. I have it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll just do it as like an episode someday or something. But yeah, yeah, we should play through it and do it like, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be like game club thing specifically, but I mean, it'll just be an episode where we talk about that game. So, um, let's, yeah, let's tentatively, uh, talk about possibly doing Blue Stinger and we'll see, uh, we'll see about, uh, you know, are we really going to do this? Okay. We'll do this. Um, we'll, we'll discuss it. But uh, anyway, so trees. Where can we find you normally? Easy mode
1: unlocked. Every Monday night at seven live. Oh, just go to easy mode. that's easy Dot com to the forums. Just had a two hundred show. Yes, you Not did. Long ago. Congrats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what you can find. Yeah. Space
0: monkeys. You got to show up for the space monkeys.
1: Mm. Um, Good times.
0: <laughs> and of course you can find me at GamingHistory101.com Teresa recently did um Terminator 2 The arcade game And uh, reminded myself that I can't beat level 3 With the fucking John Connor Remember where you protect John yeah, Connor And the we, ships are coming from the left and right You don't have enough oh. quarters <laughs> No well it didn't matter how many quarters Because uh if it blows up They just restart the level with no penalty mm-hmm. to you so you just go in an infinite loop, but I was able to beat it once I wrote down what direction they'd be coming from. So I'd like kill one, pause, find out what direction to go next, and then wait for it. Um, I also did an entire playthrough of Revolution X on the Ugh. Saturn man. Oh yeah. It's it so <laughs> shitty. The game is so bad. It's dumb.
1: <laughs> Steven Tyler yelling, screeching at you. I always remember that that game was in the arcade and that's all you could, like once in a while, the, it was. Don't yeah, get it. It was one of those games with, that was like silent. Like it was almost like sound was off, except for this like one splash uh-huh. screen out of the blue. It would be like this yeah. guitar riff and him yelling, "Shut that fucking thing up!"
0: And and uh, and I I do I I really go over the top and make fun of it while I'm doing the video. And It's hilarious because every time a member of the the band speaks, I like get real quiet and let them speak, Ugh. like on purpose. I'm like, check it out. It's it's the basis. They have a bassist. I
1: hate those fuckers, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You ever go to uh, MGM right. Studios, or formerly MGM Sue's, on the the rock and roll coaster? <laughs> you ever been on the Aerosmith roller coaster down in Florida? No, the <laughs> no. MG, they, they went in a while. No. Was this awesome roller coaster, the rock and roller coaster, or whatever, but it's Aerosmith. And it's one of those things where you like, you know, everything at Disney is a presentation. So before you go on the roller coaster, you walk into like, it looks like a recording studio. And it's it's actually Mm -hmm. a screen, obviously, but it's like filmed. It's like them. They look like they're in the recording studio looking at you out the window. Hey, man, look at all our friends. We're late for the show. (laughs) Hey, they can fit in our limo. And then you fucking jump.
0: Oh, see, see, and you know it's fake because they're all getting along.
1: (laughs) And then you jump on this roller coaster that has like fucking speakers in your ear. Blair and Aerosmith as you on a roller coaster. It's a good roller coaster, but that that thing is just like ah, oh, here he is again. Yelling yeah. at you?
0: Yes, yeah, Steve. Yeah, you know it's best. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> hey, why don't you go back to American Idol? Yeah, rub
1: on this label in there. Like I guess you say, you say, <laughs> Steve,
0: dude looks like a lady. Nah, uh but all right. <laughs> but, uh, all right well, well, we're gonna call it. We're gonna kill the show. <laughs> But uh, thanks, guys. Oh, we've, uh have uh, killed the show already. Yes, we've 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 buried it. <laughs> we we let it. We let Lara take us down. So uh tune in next week where we'll be talking about a topic that is yet to be determined. It's the best. Woo. To yep. Have a good one. Well, yeah. <laughs>